0: Because it's Easter Sunday. We mentioned it too many
1: times. Okay, yeah, it is Easter Sunday. All right, yeah. cool. Um, it is Easter Sunday. Or wait, it is Easter Monday. It's the Monday after Easter. <laughs> and I'm here with Lee, and we're recording this intro together. This is exciting. Welcome to the Gram Radio podcast. Today we have Lee Stolars, which is how. He also
0: goes by Bruce Lee or Bruce on yes. social media.
1: And we just recorded an incredible podcast. Enjoy the show. Make sure that you follow her on all her social media accounts at Bru- at Bruce Lee, which is cool, like L E I G H. Um, follow at Graham Radio. Follow at One Music Collective at OMC.TV. I have a lot of other great podcasts that dropped. Um, Bush League, the push. Oh, the Bush League podcast is wild. A lot of cool stories about like. Um, underground house music shows in Toronto, uh, put the push a Prime podcast dropped. And, I, oh, and the Ju, the Juju podcast dropped. Yes. Juju is actually this uh, comedian in New York who um, we did a hundred day challenge. Every day for the last hundred days, we did five minutes of planking and hundred pushups. Oh like we finished, it, we finished it on April 1st, a hundred days in a row.
0: That's amazing. That is really amazing.
1: It was awesome. So, but most importantly, listen to this podcast. Me and Bruce Lee, enjoy the show. (laughs) Good.
0: Going good. I like your your hat. (laughs) Yes,
1: I like your hoodie. Shout out to the art dealers and shout out to you. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. This, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I've been very much looking forward to having you on the pod. Because when I first started it, I made a long list of people who I wanted, and you were very like high up on that list.
0: That's so funny. My social anxiety has been dreading this, so oh, that's I love so,
1: that's, it. That's, yeah. that's hilarious. Um, well, welcome to the Graham Radio Podcast. Let's just have a good-ass time. Hi. Happy Easter.
0: <laughs> happy easter
1: yeah this is so exciting we're being very good jews by not practicing easter but we are drinking wine which i really really yeah. like i see that you're drinking your wine out of a mason jar as i do so um tell me a little bit about the wine that you're drinking um
0: it is a pinot noir oh fancy my father buys me a bottle every week
1: <laughs> wow see, that's a very good father
0: Yeah, he's great. Um, He is a recovering alcoholic. And I think he lives through me. So he just gets me wine. He's like here and he just like he's a bartender. So he likes to make me a nice glass. And it's very cute. Um, So I drink it for him. Couple Um, questions. Couple (laughs) questions
1: already. So your dad's recovering. Your dad's recovering alcoholic. So it probably... It probably just feels a little bit good to like buy alcohol, you know? Yeah, I yeah. think
0: it's like a little like it's a little illegal in his mind, but he can do it, so it's like really probably fun. Yeah, it's, so it's like, like it's like
1: a behavioral thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's actually um, he's
0: still a bartender too. Well, so he's,
1: that was gonna be my second. Yeah. Thing. So he's still a bar. He's still a bartender, but he doesn't drink at all.
0: I yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if you remember in college, I didn't drink, and I was a bartender.
1: Oh, so. I, I didn't. I did not. Wow. Yeah, I
0: didn't I didn't have my first drink until the end
1: of junior year. Really?
0: In life, like yeah. Your,
1: like That's your good. first drink ever, ever. ever. Any particular any, any particular reason for that?
0: Um, I just didn't see the
1: need. Like you Wait, knew you me know, on her, You like, know what? Not. Sorry. With that being said, let's do like a little virtual cheers. Oh yes. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. Happy Passover. Happy Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes. So any particular reason why you didn't drink until your junior year?
0: Well, obviously, because of the family stuff that I feel like a lot of people who are children of that kind of stay away from it. Um, But then I found like at, I don't know, in high school and at FSU, I didn't feel the need to drink to go out, not saying that you do, but like I was having so much fun sober. I was like, what, why would I tempt myself with seeing what it's like on the other side if it's just, it's fine like this, you know, like why bother? Um, because I mean that place, you could have so much fun no matter what state you were in. It didn't really matter, to be honest. Like it's just how people were there. So I didn't see the point, and I kind of like got super into it, being like my identity, like the girl who didn't drink. I loved being the girl who never drank.
1: It's a good, like, it's a good rep.
0: Yeah, yeah totally a good cool. rep. Yeah, people like knew that about me like before they knew me, which I thought was super weird. And like I got called the unicorn, and I was like, this is strange, but I love it. So
1: you want <laughs> like, to know something going, funny? Um, yeah. so. The animal of uh, Phi Kappa Ta was the unicorn. That was like, <laughs> <No>! <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: That's amazing. Uh, yeah,
1: like America has the bald eagle. Uh, we had the why unicorn. Why didn't we
0: know that? I didn't know that in college. That's hilarious.
1: Yeah, right. It, it's That's it's funny.
0: Ridiculous. I love that. The last it's, thing I would have guessed. Like why? Oh, shame.
1: I, I know, right? That's so funny. But
0: That's like, so, so
1: um, why did you make the jump to like, from being the girl who doesn't drink any alcohol to being the girl who like, I mean,
2: yeah. Wow, no, the, the, no. The,
1: the way that I was saying that okay. made it sound like the, the girl who went from nothing. to like the girl who blacks yeah. out every single night. Like, no, because I know that that wasn't you, but like what, what made you uh, like make that transition to like yeah. taking a sip?
0: You know, it's funny you say that because I've actually met people who are creatives in their thirties who still have never touched. Um, Alcohol. I actually went on a date with this photographer in Atlanta, and he's a photographer for comedians. I'm not gonna name drop, but he's super sweet, super cool. Has a crazy life. All his friends are like hard partiers, and he still hasn't touched alcohol. And obviously, by the time I was in Atlanta, I already had started drinking. And I was like, damn, I could have been that. Like, I could have actually, if I wanted to, like, I could have done it. Like, people do this. I I thought I was the only one, so I thought that was really interesting. Um, but I'm really sentimental and I turned 21 and I was like, I feel like when I'm 40, if I don't drink on my 21st birthday, I'd have to like hate myself for it. I feel like I need to experience that just for the sentiment. And then it turned out to be kind of fun and I could control myself. So I was like, eh, you know, like fine, now. it's okay. <laughs> how, was, how
1: was your 21st birthday? Uh, Do you have a waltz?
0: It's actually, it's funny. Um, my actual 21st, I just had a dinner with a bunch of girls and then I went out and it was like a Wednesday or Tuesday or something random. And the only people out were... Jason Jarecki, and Deco, and they both Squad. just saw me. Right? I know, <laughs> I just randomly, like, randomly ran into them, and like, it was just they were so nice and got me drinks, obviously. And it was like super fun. Um, my waltz was, my waltz was fine. I had it like after Winter Break. I didn't really care, you know. Like that was just like for me, my best friend. We had a combined waltz. I didn't really care about anyone else there. What was, to be what
1: was the What was the theme?
0: Uh, it, it was a crazy bitch themed.
1: Oh, gonna I, I, that. <laughs> I like that. No, that's cool.
0: Yeah, it was, it was fine. Like, we didn't take it too serious. No one should. It's a Like, who cares, you know? Um, yeah. we just wanted to, like, have a lot of fun, because me and my friend, it was Caitlin, uh, I don't know if you've ever met her, Marquis, we're both, like, such studious and, like, per- like, responsible people, but when we let loose, we let loose, so that's why, like, us, and we also our birthdays are super close, and we were, like, best friends and roommates, and, like, it was just like the perfect person to have it with, and I like I need to let go sometimes because I'm very like serious and I, I work a lot. So like like moments like that, like I definitely take advantage of, um, which also kind of is why I started drinking too. I was like I should probably experience things instead of just working all the time, and you know.
1: Just, so like yeah. like since drinking, you've like continued to drink, but like you you've never experienced being like out of control or anything. Like you've understood that you could like control it.
0: Yeah, I actually um. I, that's like the worst part. That's the scariest part to me. Like when I, I like, I don't know. In Boca, it's weird. In Boca, everyone has money, but they're bored. So kids do drugs and drinks from a really young wait, age. Wait,
1: what do you mean? Everyone has money, but they're poor.
0: Like, so Boca is a rich city, yes. but it's a retirement city. So if you're a kid here, there's not much to do, but a lot of people who happen to live here happen to be rich. I'm not, but a lot of people are like, I had a lot of rich friends. So they have money and they have access to drugs and drinks and like, they get bored and they do a lot of it really young. And that also scared me from it too, like adding on top of everything else. And also obviously you talk to so you go overboard. And so I was always like, of course I do this. Like I'm not like, so it's more of a fear that keeps me from doing it. And like, just the sense of responsibility. Like, I don't want to ever like, you know, I definitely had moments here and there for sure. I mean,
1: I mean, come on, everyone's had their moments. You know, (laughs) one thing, one thing that I've said on the pod before is that, um, Finding your limit is so important because yeah. then you like know it, and then it's kind of up to you to not cross it. Like, I think that once you yeah. know your limit, like, don't try to move the goal line, there's no reason <laughs> to. Like,
0: it's there you gotta stick with it, whether you like it or not. I definitely think, like, I'm happy I waited, but there's also a lot of cons. Like, what everyone was doing in high school and probably freshman year, I did junior year because I waited so long, so I didn't know my limit right away. And like junior year, more established people know yes, you more. So like yes, mistakes yes. I made were known, and FSU was like so gossipy. So like, to for me, like anything I did was amplified, and I was like, and I was definitely judged. I know I was judged right away because I was known for not drinking, and then I started drinking, and then like I was a little more wild, and people like liked that I wasn't wild before. And no, I, know, was, I like, think
1: that um, we got to know each other.
0: Yeah, junior. year.
1: Junior year. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, you're great. You're not one of those people. You didn't. You were not just one No, that's not
1: what I was saying. That's not what I was saying. Because like, I had no idea that you um, didn't drink.
0: Right. That's true. You did meet me. Because the only times that we had met,
1: like I think that you know where you know where we met. Your apartment. Um. Yeah, but at um, rush. Oh.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. I did. I did. I was there. I was there. Exactly. Exactly. Don't come for me. But I was there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Even though you weren't, actually, I don't think even think that it matters now. It definitely because, doesn't. Like, no, it
0: definitely doesn't. Well,
1: because Fita's kicked off now, so it doesn't matter. Oh yeah, hey, hey, nationals! We had girls at rush. Ooh. Oh <laughs> <I'm> god, <right>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, wow, but, yeah. No, see, I, I didn't definitely. even know that you drank, but like, yeah, I, no, you I was just silly. see like, You're I always thought do. that you were like. This cool, awesome girl that everyone like liked a lot, which I mean, I, that's surely what I thought of you. Um nice. <laughs> And then, like, college ended. Yeah. Or I I graduated a year earlier than you, uh, and um, co- college ended, and I slowly started to see like a very different lead yeah. about, like a Absolutely. like a totally totally differently that I mean, I, and I'm not saying that I knew you well. In fact, I'm saying that I didn't know you well. Um, and, and I really still don't, you know, that's kind of why we're doing this. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So like, I mean, you're talking about people talking shit just because you didn't like, you went from not drinking to drinking, but before I really say what I want to say here, let me say this. When I started this podcast, I heard some of my closest people talking shit about me. So, yeah. like, like, it's like, once you start pursuing creativity, yeah. it's like, let the floodgates open.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, oh,
1: 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. 100%. And like, you know, like, shit's gonna happen when oh, you start absolutely. doing what you want to do. So, like, tell, first let me ask you this. I missed all of senior year for, for you. So like, is that around the time that you knew that you wanted to do something a little bit different than everyone else?
0: Yeah, so it's actually great that we're talking about this because this was a really big turning point for me. Um, so before college, I'm gonna give you the background because it really does matter. College was like the time of my life that I changed completely and no one really knew me except for like my hometown friends.
1: Okay, and so, like so course, where do you want to
0: start? I'm gonna start just right, I mean, I'll start just everything before college is kind of like a unified block. In my opinion, I was really like consistent with who I was. Um, I was always super dark and edgy, very creative. Like I, that's my whole life. I was totally a nerd and a loser. Um, I definitely have friends. I was the same, like outgoing enough to have friends, but I was never in the inner circle. I was always a little bit on the outside. And like
1: my chemical, ro- my chemical romance I vibes.
0: Remember. I literally have a poster. It was it's taken down because my parents repainted my room when I moved out, but I had their poster. I love nice. them. I'm actually seeing them this October if COVID hey. gets together. Hey. So I love them forever. Okay. Oh, um, incredible. Forever. I mean, the vocals are insane. But anyway, do you, so do I you was-
1: like do you like metal music? Yeah. Do you like Dance Gavin Dance?
0: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that who who doesn't though you know like they're they're like everyone loved them
1: incredible see yeah I didn't see I actually didn't get into Dance Gavin Dance until like my second year of law school and like no way
0: so I love that you did though eventually like that's great but that's so interesting
1: yeah see like I um I I loved Linkin Park when I was little and Chester Chester in Linkin Park R.I.P. um he would do like a little bit of screaming but like I would listen to uh, yeah But I would listen to Dance Gavin dance and hear the screaming and be like, oh, like I just, I like this, but I just can't get over it. Finally, I got over it. And now, like, oh my God, like instant gratification, artificial selection. um, (laughs) Even uh, their second album on er, the first Downtown Battle Mountain. Holy fuck. That is so good. I love
0: this. Yeah. So, like, Dance Gavin dance was like, Really big with everyone else coming up in like the punk pop world at the same time, even though they're not exactly pop punk, they kind of got grouped with all the bands at the time, like Pankasco, Fall Out Boy, you know, um, more Romance, like all even though they're,
1: yeah, they're guys. way harder though.
0: Yeah, they are. Like, I mean, that's totally. also like, um, Bring Me to the Horizon, like, all the, everyone was at like, the same time, kind of. Um, and that was like our high school time, middle school time. So I love that, like, and some of them are still doing their thing and they are reinventing themselves, which I love and I'm so happy about. Um, so I love that someone like in law school is being introduced to them because like they are Oh
1: yeah. Good. I see. I got, of, like, I got deep, not only into them, but into like other metal bands.
0: Yeah. Like, you no, know, it's good. I agree. I think if you don't listen to Screamo right off the bat at it, first, it's like kind of startling. And oh, it's hard. Of, like, you're like, it is this? But once you get into the groove of everything about it and the way that it, 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 it's, it, the way it makes you feel, it's just like, it's, that's it. There's nothing, like. Yeah. I mean, like, I can't be at those concerts and, like, not headbang and, like, you know, like, I can't not. Like, like it you know it what?
1: Th- that being said, when you show <laughs> someone a song that it, a part of it sounds like this. <laughs> it it can be understandable that they don't like it (laughs) you know
0: I mean you know know, my times I would purposely be driving a car with all my like friends who were not into that stuff and blast like even Marilyn Manson very sad about that right now but I would blast him because he doesn't do screamo but he his voice and his like music was it was rougher and people would be like Lee what the fuck is this demon shit and I was like he's a genius he's also a monster so I'm not gonna praise him
1: But I've I've heard a little bit about what's gone on. He's been like sexually harassing women or something. Oh my God.
0: So I, oh my God, it's awful. He is actually my earliest artist that I was obsessed with before all the bands was Marilyn Manson and like Kyle, the creator and then like Paul Point. Nice. Like, but like that was my two sides of my personality. Um, Also with Eminem, it was like a weird roundabout circle.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah.
0: And Marilyn Marilyn Manson, why I like Marilyn Manson and why I like Tyler the Creator is that they did a little bit of everything. They were true artists. They weren't just like a rapper and a singer. Like they really did everything and they were very much themselves. I think they stood out in their genres at the time and like they both were very intelligent and people would want to shit on them for acting dumb or doing stupid things or like Tyler would do like dumb shit for like whatever. He didn't give a shit, he was with his friends. He didn't take it serious. He like, I mean, he took his music serious, but he didn't care about like the Prince shit. And then like Marilyn Manson went there and like had his hard music And interviews would be like, oh, you're talking about demonic shit. And he's like, I'm literally not. Did you listen? like, and he would have an intellectual conversation. Like like
1: Marilyn Manson would say this.
0: Yes. Okay, okay, okay. They're they're both like different. I was trying to like go from back to forth, but they both were perceived differently and they both were more intelligent and had more purpose behind their art than people realized. They wanted to judge them off the bat um, and not look deeper. Because, you know, in the beginning, Tyler did some goofy ass shit and Marilyn Manson was just immediately judged for how he looked and how his music sounded. But when you look past that, they had, they were intelligent and they were beautiful and they were amazing. And but everyone wanted to judge so fast off the first thing they saw. Which
1: people tend to do.
0: Right, but yeah. so for me growing up, I was so amazed. They both were really young too. Like not so, so young, not like Billy Eilish young, but like pretty close when they entered the scene, I feel like. And so for me, it was really inspiring to see these like kind of kids just jump on the scene and be like, this is who I am. And they, they stayed, they were consistent. They're, they're like one of the artists, one of the only artists that stayed consistent like, for their entire career. Like, they didn't just, like, flop with, you know, with the trends. And also, again, I really want to reiterate, not standing Marilyn Manson right now. Like, this is just history. It, it is what it is. It happened this way. Um, But just to give some context of what he did, it was abuse, but it also was torture, and there was, like, some kidnapping involved, and it was, like, not just to his girlfriends, it was also to his friends around him. Like, he was just, like, toxic to everybody around him.
1: Really? See, I, I heard... Honestly, to be totally honest, I saw a headline about this and I haven't really yeah. read that much into it. So he yeah, was kidnapping people?
0: So he would like kidnap, and I say this with quotations because it, it's kind of in a Was weird... it kind of like
1: like an abusive power type of thing?
0: Yeah. So like it was maybe, so you know how like it's very hard to get out of abusive relationships. A lot of people are quick to say, why not just leave? It's not that easy.
1: And it, it's like being depressed and saying, oh, yeah. just, just stop being sad.
0: Literally, it's kind of victim blaming. So when I say kidnapping, like these women willingly moved in with him, but he did kind of trap them there and made them feel like they couldn't leave. And he controlled when they slept and when they left and who they talked to and how, and everything. He controlled, he wouldn't let them sleep when he didn't want to, like, it was just torturous. It wasn't, I mean, physical and emotional abuse is one thing. This was like, even, I just, I'm so upset because you know why, obviously I'm upset just because it's humanly, that's disgusting. But I also was like selfishly upset because I was so proud of like him looking one way, but representing something else. Like you can't judge a book by its cover. He was like, a, to me, a sweet and intellectual man who had no harm, you know, like he was just like great, but he looked terrifying. And people wanted to judge him so fast, but he was different than his outside looks. And now his inside is reflecting his monstrous outside. Yeah. And I'm pissed because I was like, you know what? You represented so much for that group. And you could have done such great things and you were a fucking monster inside and out. And, like, that's upsetting because, like, there's a lot of people who want, like, I don't know. It's just really upsetting. I was, like, so, like, proud to, like, go, like, yeah, like, you want to judge him, but, like, he's like this. And then he ended up being what they judged him as. And I'm like, fuck,
1: damn so, it. That's like 20 uh, years
0: of my life. You know,
1: uh, um, to be devil's advocate here for a quick moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, was Marilyn Manson the victim of any sort of abuse when he was uh, young, or like, um, like is there what? I, yeah. What the reason? The reason that I'm asking this is like, is there um a pr- a purpose behind the behavior? Like, is there like, or maybe like something that happened to him? Uh, yeah, cor-
0: yeah, and I. I think I get what you're saying. It's like nature versus nurture. And this is kind of a weird thing. But like, for example, like serial killers, sometimes there is a cause to why they end up the way they do. It yeah. doesn't justify what they do, but you can scientifically look at it and understand why they turned out the way they did. Um, with him, I don't know enough about his childhood to say. I'm pretty sure in the end, he had a good relationship with his father before he died. Um, I don't, it doesn't seem like he had a rough beginning, but I could be wrong. Um Okay. So I don't know. I mean,
1: nonetheless, it's not an excuse for what he's done. Right. But it's. I feel right. like it's. I feel like it's important. Well, I don't feel like it is yeah, important to know these things so that you can fix things going forward.
0: It's also interesting because this does show kind of like also the power and the problems with like the music industry. I mean, this man still has hundreds of thousands, not millions, of people being on his Instagram saying, "We support you. We don't care. Like we love you." and It's, like, you could do no wrong when you have that kind of power, and, like, the music industry is known to be really toxic and dark and abusive to the people in it. So, it is interesting to see how people can get away with such things, almost. Um, It
1: is, but, so, let's, let's pivot and go back to, um, like, elementary, middle, high school. When when you were, like, (laughs) when you were, like, really, really into him for the right reasons at the time, of course. Yeah, yeah. And, like, so you were not the same person as you were in college. Like, were you dressing? Like, how were you dressing and stuff?
0: Oh, oh my God. I was definitely darker. I look more like I do now. Like, I think I made a full 360 back to my original self. Like, in college, I straight. So, um, in high school, middle school, all that, I dressed straight up emo, scene, whatever, the whole thing. I loved it. No shit. Oh, absolutely. I had long black hair with, like, a yellow and a red streak here. And then I wore, like, bows and, like, a black sweatshirt with, like, bright jeggings like super emo scene at the time oh um, shit yeah i
1: would love Absolutely. a picture do do oh i this so thing? i will
0: i will send some if you want to post it on your instagram because oh, i
1: a hundred percent
0: yeah that that was that was my thing i loved it and i was i was actually totally bullied for it like every everyone was like That's i, I cool. don't
1: here i'm actually gonna was. write that down really quick just as a <laughs> note. um
0: But, you know, I was really into kind of being that loner. I loved being in the outside. I loved being unique and weird, and I I kind of embraced it. But I did want the, I wanted the acceptance of the inside really bad. I wanted to know, like, I remember thinking to myself, how do those people think? How do they respond to people's comments? How do they talk to their friend groups? What makes them different than me? Like, I literally want to know how normal or mainstream people in my eyes Interacted with each other to be considered mainstream like I was so I couldn't even think of like like around
1: I'd what be. time was this
0: um this was a high school I think because I went through a lot in middle school and in high school I was maturing and like kind of and I was also making friends in like different kinds of groups like I was kind of straying a little bit from my like scene rock groups and like making more friends with like just every kind of group and I was kind of like what's the difference
1: I remember then I went
0: to college and I and this doesn't sound super shallow but it is I remember I dyed my hair blonde and I got contacts and I started dressing like I also got implants like that wasn't for college I just happened to get that like right before college and I got so much attention obviously but I had never gotten that like I was never told I was never considered pretty in my school I was never considered popular like and I got so much like male attention and I don't even really like male attention but I liked it like it was new to me. And so I think
1: it's exciting. It's fun.
0: It's exciting. And, but this also affected my personality. So I oh, realized I'm sure. like,
1: um, yeah, I'm sure.
0: I like watered down myself. I was like, I'm just going to put out what's safe and likable to everybody. I'm going to be really generic. Like I'm not going to, i like, I gave little hints here and there, but I would never dive deep into myself. I was scared. I was scared of like, would people like this? Is that too far? Is that too weird? Are they were you, was,
1: you were in a sorority, right?
0: I was, I joined it a year late. Cause first I was kind of like, eh, and then I joined Theta cause they kind of were like the artsier one and like that was my justification. But honestly, I don't regret that just cause like that is the way to make meet people at our school like that. Oh, hundred
1: percent. Yeah. It was
0: super, I would, I tried without it. I tried the first year without a sorority. I joined several clubs. I was on teams. I made one or what two. What teams? Brands. Um, It was like business advertising teams. And oh, then I think, yeah. And then I did like ad club and stuff for like years and years. So like, it was just like my majors, like little things. And yeah, it wasn't like sports or anything, but it it didn't get me like through the social- Uh, It's like
1: weightlifting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I would fucking love that. Um,
1: You just pack on like 60 pounds of pure mass- like oh
0: my god ah! is fucking hot. i would love to be above it. i think that would be amazing
1: oh that'd be fire um,
0: yeah oh my god i'm on it i'm on it um but so i just know like my personality got watered down and art became like a back burner like i cared about the social aspect more my, my grades everything was i got that handled that was good but like my extra energy straight up went to social and i remember i made art like once a semester and i didn't even think about it like anymore i didn't even care So i was like just craving the social. Um, And I remember, like, I think it was around after junior year, middle junior year, I realized that- Wait,
1: wait. Uh, hold on. Before you tell me what you realized, I want to justify what you're saying here for a second. Because for the people listening who went to Florida State, know kind of what you're talking about here. Like, when you're a student at Florida State, the social life is right in front of you like it is like it is it, it is intoxicating it is like um it is like like uh like like that episode in spongebob where like grandma's cookies where it's like the, <laughs> the scent from the cookies like yeah. draws like spongebob to the cookies like oh yeah. like like you like can't
0: cartoon like, fluttering like, like, your like you can't air, your...
1: not go to it be, no like, absolutely i mean you could not but it's like why wouldn't you because let's yeah. be real it's fucking fun It was so fun. It's so fun.
0: I don't regret it. Not like who cares, you know, like I had a great time. Like it's
1: so fun. And like, it it makes a lot of sense that like you would stray away from the art for a little while.
0: Yeah, because you know, art is a, it's a very solitude thing. Um, You do it in private by yourself for hours on end. I mean, that's how it works for me. So it was like, do I want to spend the whole day painting by myself or do I want to go see like 20 people and do something really fun outside and like. And that to me was like obviously, I'm gonna go hang out. with people. I'm not gonna be able to do that. Like after, you know.
1: Right. So. And if you don't go, and if you don't go and do that, you're gonna hear all about it when they get back drunk at two a.m.
0: Yes. Yeah. The word FOMO definitely came up in college, and that's when I was like,
1: cool. oh, for <laughs> sure, it's a real thing.
0: It was absolutely such a real thing. So obviously, I know you're saying like that makes sense, but obviously, you can tell in my voice, like I'm, I was like, oh, like hard on myself about that because art's so important to me now. I was like, how could yes. I ever let that take a back seat that's like you know um but I think I realized towards the end of college that it was all very shallow it wasn't real friendships a lot of the time like it wasn't the right to be focusing a lot of my energy on towards the end I ended up like graduating early and dipping um and that's when I Wait, had hold on my- a
1: second <laughs> nice
0: <laughs> what is that
1: for <laughs> graduating early and dipping
0: Oh okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did that. Nice. Did that. <laughs> nice. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I actually um, that's when I got like the Adult Swim internship, and I moved to Atlanta in January, right after graduation. Like, I just went.
1: Okay, um, see, see, I don't know about this.
0: Really? The
1: Adult Swim internship.
0: Yeah, that What was, did that, that consist of? So literally, I got I think an email in, like November before graduation. They're like, you want to come to Adult Swim, and I was like, What, what was
1: the What was the application?
0: Um. Well, I applied to like seven roles like okay. seven a different like a bunch I was like I'll do anything I just want to be an adult swim because I love adult swim and they took me in for marketing because my advertising degree um secretly I wanted to be like in design or production but at the time I was like yeah I'm an advertising degree that makes sense so I, I went there and I was running all the social accounts for like every tv show and like part of that job description was literally sitting for hours watching all adult swim shows and cutting it and, and I was like I love my job I will oh, sit here awesome. all day and just cut videos and edit them together and like enemy over them and I was like that's great um but then I had friends in like the production side and they were doing live streams and doing sound editing and stuff like that and I wanted to get into that so I was like learning this is when I started learning motion too because obviously adult swim is a of animators and i sorry
1: sorry Mo, uh, motion sounds like it's a term of art uh what exactly hey. is, what, what is motion
0: so motion is motion design it's a form of animation it's not like um cell animation cell animation is the old style cartoon where they would draw the cartoon frame by frame it's very tedious and it's amazing i do not know how artists do that i actually there's people I adults who do that obviously and i'm just blown away by them But motion and motion design is more use of programs. It's kind of like fake animation in a way because it can help fill in frames for you. Instead of you doing every little millisecond, you can do like one to five and it will fill in the rest for you. Um, But that can take form of like lyric videos. You can see motion design over music videos. You can see it in ads, you can see it in commercials. It, It can be a lot of things. It can be everything. It's the more modern version I would think of motion or animation these days. So I would I say motion a lot, and that's what I'll be referring to for like the rest of this time that's, Yeah. That's really,
1: okay. Yeah, I, I just wanted to clear that up.
0: Totally. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. I forget like there's gonna be things I say that like are not everyone else's every day, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so that's where I started learning motion. I think that's that was the moment. This was a like change, real change. Like college, realizing everything was preparing me for this pivot, and then when I moved to Atlanta, it was a full 180 pivot. And this like Atlanta was sick. Oh, oh no, wait, hold on. So
1: the the adult swim internship was mm-hmm. in Atlanta or was mm-hmm. in New York. Okay, so that was in Ad- no. that was that in Atlanta. A-
0: so I, okay. I drove my car to Atlanta because Atlanta's only four and a half hours from here So I right. just like went nice. to Atlanta. Nice. Yeah. So easy. Yeah, super easy. I actually came back to like shoot grad photos and stuff. I was like, I'll just drive down no problem. Oh. But yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> But um, yeah, it wasn't a. So how
1: how long? So that was an internship, or that was like a it position. It was an Okay. It was
0: an internship. I did stay with them for eight months. I also did like graphic design at Turner. Turner owns like HBO, Adult Swim. Adult Swim. Yeah. Um, TV TNT, like uh, everything, and now like they're with AT T. Now they literally own everything. It's like a whole thing. It was like a monopoly issue when AT T was trying to buy them. Um, so it was, I was doing stuff for them too. Just so overall, during yeah.
1: this internship um, with Adult Swim, which is incredibly yeah. cool that you had this, your, <laughs> your job was to run their um, social media accounts.
0: Yeah, their social. I also helped though with like live streams. So I like hosted some of them, like co-hosted. Okay. So like the workers at Adult Swim, you could like pitch a show. Um, and then if like the top people liked it, you'd get an hour a day to like live stream whatever you like your show um and so there was one called stupid morning bullshit ran by sally she's amazing and i was able to co-host with her and it was just like we talked about news but we like stupid morning bullshit you know and like every morning she did this and it was super fun that's incredible yeah so that's gotta that's gotta
1: be so fun i mean come on
0: amazing and then we also like they also had artists come in every like week like they had like um They had billy Eilish come in. They've had Rainbow Kids Surprise. Yeah. They've had I. They've had literally every artist. Like they had, I think they had Ariana Grande come in. Like they so really had.
1: during party. this time, like during this eight months, so you drop yeah. out of FSU. Now yeah. you like begin your eight months or not? Not drop. Wait, no, you graduate. I, know, yeah, I graduated.
0: But I don't really care. My bad. No I, one, I, I didn't
1: mean this. to say drop out. Um, <laughs> I wish you gra- I you out. graduate FSU early, and now you have these eight months at Adult Swim not only are you dealing with their social media accounts and their live streams, but I'm assuming that you're also getting backed into your personal art.
0: Yeah, that, that's exactly when it happened. I think adultism was really, really crucial in like refinding myself again. Everyone there did not give a shit about how they looked and how they came off or how they were perceived. They did what they wanted to do. They dressed how they wanted to dress. There was a lot of freedom. And I think that's when my barriers I put up just like lifted and I started doing what I wanted to do and dressed how I I went actually I moved there, I cut off all my hair and shaved half my head and I was like, this is me. I that's wanted gangster. this is middle school. Yeah, I was like scared to do it because I was like, that's not like feminine. And I was like, no, I've been wanting to do this for 10 years. I'm gonna do it right now. Um it was very, very like just freeing. And I think that's when I started like falling in love with art again. I started re-experimenting and like I would work all day, then go home and like shoot something and edit it, and like learn a new program and like do a new thing. Like every, I remember every post that I did at that time, I was experimenting with a new thing, a new tactic, a new technique, whatever it may be. And that a was lot my- of
1: um, a lot of half heads.
0: Yeah, I, there was. I, I, I call it, it
1: um, I call it the avocado effect. Oh like,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's
1: funny. You know I what I mean? Saw. Cause it, like the head yeah. goes up and there's like a hole in the middle. Like. There's, yeah,
0: that, that, I did a little Skies one that literally his head looks like a melon on the inside. I was like, but I kind of like it. I loved yeah. it. Um, but that was like, those are fun to me because you know what? That was a mixture of like me Photoshopping the heck out of it. Me like digitally painting and then animating over it. So it was like, it was everything that I do all in one. And it was fun to see like all right how many things can i combine to get this out right so that's definitely where that the fire started i would say like and i the reason why i was so hard on myself about college is like there's so many kids these days starting so young and i was like damn what if i was doing this when i was 16 when i was 17 obviously you can't think about that but i was like think about all that time like you know i should like college didn't teach me anything I do now. So I was like, damn, that's a lot of Well, it,
1: it taught you that you don't need to have, yeah. like, it taught you that you don't need to worry about shit that you don't need to worry about.
0: Yeah, no, I, I ta- it was a fun time in its own little world and I it appreciate awesome. it for that. Yeah. 100%. But I am way more appreciative and I get more value out of the life that happened after, obviously. So it's just two separate worlds in my head, two different chapters, obviously. I don't even look at the past one anymore. Um, but yeah, I was in Atlanta for, I think a year and a half.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Oh, so the adult swim thing was eight months, but you were in Atlanta for a year and a half.
0: Yeah. So what'd
1: you do after the adult? So like, was the internship like a set eight months?
0: Yeah. So they do like semester, semester, semester. Um, and they would have kept keeping me on, but like it's minimum wage and I was paying Atlanta rent and that's like a lot.
2: Yeah. So I was like, I gotta go, I gotta leave.
0: I love you guys, but I cannot do this. Um, right. Also, honestly, Adult Swim had like a lot of like sexist issues and like they had a lot. No of, like, shit. Issues. A lot of them, a lot of issues. Oh, one good thing I gotta say this. um There's a great, great guy there though. The sexist things are like remember, that's like old news. It's done. But like I felt it when I was there, and I was like, nah. But there was a guy there who is amazing. He's one of the co-founders of Adult Swim. I have to shout him out. He went to FSU. His name is Keith Crawford. Fucking love him he's like the co-founder like he's one of the people who created adult swim shout out to keith
1: crawford dude
0: went to fsu till this day from what i knew like at adult swim he would leave to go to every basketball game like every like baseball game or basketball and like football game he would like leave to go back like it's sick and this man is like obviously older he has like kids and family but he's like i still love fsu from the day he went and i actually went up to him in the way i introduced myself when i was an intern i was like you went to fsu i went to fsu super cool that we both ended up here in this way right and after that like just buds and i just he's amazing so he's really really cool i loved seeing someone from our school like create adult swim i think that was awesome
1: yeah Um, adult adult swim swim. like there's there's nothing cooler than adult swim on television yeah like i I remember when i was uh in maybe sixth or seventh grade when they would just do the black screen with the white text
0: those are called bumps we like literally every day what they did was they sat in a room with like 20 people like what is some random shit you can think of? And people would be like, just fucking spitball. And they'd be like, that's fucking, that's gold. And that was the bump. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's like, you're
1: so happened. funny.
0: Yeah, dude. It, yeah. Like, it was the, honestly, obviously other than like the typical, like the shit I was talking about, like the work environment, otherwise ideal. No, so, espresso, no makeup, like just everyone just being fully creative. No judgment. Like so I
1: that's ideal. so adults. Uh, the adult swim headquarters is in Atlanta.
0: It is. It is in Atlanta. That's where it was started.
1: Uh, There's got to be cool adult swim regalia everywhere.
0: Everywhere. Yeah, there is. I mean, the whole office is like a warehouse or like a graveyard of all the old props and like merch. I mean, I went home with like pounds and pounds of merch, like just like carrying it all home because they would just give me, they're like, just take it, just take it. Like there's just closets full.
1: Do you have any drawn together merch?
0: No, oh my God, no, I don't. That's so funny they mentioned that. But I, I had
1: don't. um my my first and only um cartoon crush was on Foxy the the. Um,
0: uh, I that show was so Foxy was hot, but like so like, hot. So, I forget her name, but like the Betty Boop like dupe the,
1: was the pr- the princess. Her, she,
0: yeah, like her and her like her ass was always out and it was like always hairy and like bumpy and I like that was hilarious. Like it was just so crude that show. I, I don't
1: I don't really Yeah, so crude. I, I don't really you remember post a
0: screenshot was just a zoomed in thing of her butt because I'm telling you it's like weirdly detailed every time they show it to try to make her look gross. Like oh. it was great. I love that show. I yeah. I love
1: that. That yeah that, that show was so incredible. So um, good, so good. What what other shows were on Adult Swim? Like when? Oh my God! Okay,
0: obviously Rick and Morty,
1: everybody. Okay. Um Wait, wait what was that? Hold on, okay. what? <laughs> I
0: was like, all obviously Rick and Morty because that's the only one that people. Oh like, yeah, 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 Really, yeah. you know, go crazy over these
1: days. Um, Robot oh, Chicken. Um.
0: The Billies.
1: With the French fry guy and the.
0: Oh, Aqua Teen Hugger
1: Force. Yes, Aqua Teen Oh my god. That show gave me life.
0: Master Fry. Um I've Meatball. There, like, meat Wad. Meat Wad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meat Wad and then something shake. Who's yeah. Master not- Shake and Something Else Fry? Shit. Well, you know, great fucking show. Um yeah, tons. That- they, they, they also at one point I think they saved the family guy. Like there's a whole bunch of history with Goldslam. I love them. They're super cool.
1: Awesome. They um Oh, I forgot. I was gonna say something. Sorry, this wine's really getting to me. Um, <laughs> what the hell was I gonna say? Um, god, Adult Swim is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Super Jail. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, Super Jail. I was gonna say Super Jail was wild. Yo. Did you see um, their April Fools? No. they like posted so for adult, for April Fools, but Adult Swim just posted was like. Um, all kid versions of their shows just to piss off people who like are like oh my god it's x-rated obviously it's adult swim that's so like the way funny it was amazing they had a super jail thing in it everyone's like yes bring it back um but it's funny because adult swim like what that means is back in the day like at public pools there would be adult swim time that's when only adults could go in the yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's our point it's after hours like it's for adults like right you know it's not it's not our fault that like we'd watch it after midnight when our parents were asleep but like
1: it's you know, literally it's my, called it's not, Adult Swim.
0: Yeah, it's literally not for kids, Um, but all the kids watch it anyways. It's hilarious. Um, but Yeah, so they did that, and I thought that was really clever, and I really enjoyed that. So I just have to say
1: and that. And for glass number two, woohoo.
0: i thought about to text my brother to bring over the bottle at this point, you know?
1: Might as well. <laughs> I didn't
0: bring mine next to my desk, I didn't think ahead. Can't waste a drop. Absolutely not. Not on Easter Sunday. <laughs> that is a sin. <laughs>
1: Not a single drop. I mean, it, come on, it's, it's Easter. It's Easter.
0: We're in a pandemic. You know, we cannot be wasting drops of wine
1: here. Oh my God, no! That's not why Jesus died. <laughs> not for us to drop wine.
0: Not for this. Not for this. No, hell no. <laughs> hell yeah. God,
1: there's got to be so much cool. Wait, so you have you? What like cool merch do you have from Adult Swim?
0: Um, my favorite is actually it's in the back. I'm not gonna grab it though because like my room's a mess. But it's like an extra large jacket that has adult some embroidered on a gothic font.
2: Ooh.
0: That's just my go-to. I have like merch from obviously like every show. I had a lot of those like Funko Pop head I had a lot of a lot of uh, robot chicken uh, posters. Nice. I have several hats. I have a robot chicken and Rick and morty hats. Um I had like mugs like I have I have so much oh stuff. my
1: god robot or not robot chicken um Rick and Morty while while you were there must have been yeah. the topic of conversation so
0: it's funny because I was there too before they released I think it was season three and that was like the most controversial coming out season and I remember like it was a thing people were always asking me and like I knew what was going on but I couldn't talk about it and it just like, it was a bunch of internal bullshit, but eventually, obviously, it came out. I remember saying yeah. that's all people wanted to talk about. And that's why I mentioned like the OMR, oh, whatever, because like that's all everyone cared about. And no, I love it, but like, it's not Adult Swim. That's one itty bitty like footprint out of everything that they've done, you know, right. like all the shows. So I just like, there,
1: there was so much hype for, um, was it season three or was it, or season four of Adult Swim? Because like they came out with like a couple seasons, yeah. and then it was like, Two years before they yeah, came yeah, out. That's with the
0: season I'm talking about, whether it's three or four. Maybe I'm maybe it's four. Yeah, but it's, I honestly so, don't remember either. Yeah, that's where I was. though. That's exactly when I was there, and I knew the talks that were going on, and I like, knew what was happening. What I was, was thinking, happening? I mean, it was – I don't know how much I can say. I, I didn't sign an NDA or anything, I don't think, so it's not like an issue. Okay, was,
1: uh, did you sign an NDA? I don't think so. Okay, and the season's already out, so you can probably say shit. What happened? I mean,
0: it was just, it was just money talk they just knew they were getting big and they wanted more money yeah. and that's fair i mean like i'm pretty sure the writers are fucking assholes but that's also already known so i, I don't feel like that's bad to say like that's literally known that they're what's creepers.
1: his name dan roiland
0: it's, yeah dan something um, is it roland um yeah no um you He's know an asshole? Like, yeah i think i'm both assholes but isn't one like a super creeper
1: I have no clue, honestly. Okay,
0: so like the one who does all the voice acting is just, I think he's like a, just a normal asshole, like no big deal. Okay. But the other one, which I think is, I'm not gonna say names because I don't know if I'm wrong, but the other one, who's not like the voice actor, because the voice actor who also is a writer does Rick and Morty by the way, which is, okay. Crazy. but the other one, I think it's Dan and Justin, the other one yeah. I heard there was like a bunch of rumors, off, not rumors, like news, whatever, on the internet about him being creepy with like sexual thing so I don't know uh, yeah it was some really I think it was like baby or feet or some mixture I did it was really really weird wait what I'm not we have I we have to fact check, fact check this I don't want to just but this is like old this is really old this is like two three years old okay but still. Yeah, yeah. still yeah still still don't know the details didn't care to look into it but I know for a fact that was like the talk for like at least six months
1: okay um jesus i did not know this and i think that i i think that i combined the two names i think it's justin roiland and dan something
0: yes i think you're right justin's the voice actor for what i'm pretty sure yeah and i i don't know anything bad about him just like he'd be an ass but like who isn't an, i'm an asshole like i don't think that's a bad thing
1: that's true everyone's like, an asshole in their own you right.
0: have to be an asshole sometimes especially in hollywood if you count that as hollywood whatever
1: I call it Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, you gotta be, you gotta be an asshole because they're an asshole. So whatever. It is what it is. Um, but the other one, um, but yeah, so I was there during that time and that was a fun time. I remember I posted a status on Facebook being like, don't worry, it's coming out. <laughs> I
1: don't know oh, that that's it. gangster. <laughs> yeah.
0: Might not be legal, but it, it, I definitely posted something on Facebook.
1: Nice. Nah, no, see, that's super cool. So you were, but you were there for a year and a half. So what were you doing after the eight months at Adult Swim?
0: I went to a normal advertising agency it was like a startup and I hated it yeah
1: I was like, gonna say snore Jesus
0: god. oh my god you had to dress like business casual I had to be like preppy and normal and I wanted to die just wanted to die like yeah go- going
1: it. from like, literally like the dream at Adult oh swim, my god. The- it
0: was such a backward step like yes there was a salary but like the work made me want to like just chop my head off like
1: what was the work quickly? Because quickly, because I don't even want to talk about this too much. But like, yeah, was, like, like, what like, kind of advertising were you doing? Like fucking wait, Betty Crocker?
0: Not, not even that. you know, probably sick. But like, it was like <laughs> it was like local like law firms, and I was doing like their brochures and like their Ooh. websites and like their Ooh. eBooks. And eBook, who has an eBook? Like, it was tedious, awful, just old style like traditional art, and I just traditional art and like they were conservative actually conservative style like they were just not willing to try anything new or fun or modern or risky with their art so it was just like mind-numbing to me
1: so how long were you there for
0: i was there for like eight months and then i remember i got a surgery and i used that as an excuse to quit because when you quit this place they would talk shit about you they couldn't be like a professional about it So I remember I quit and used that as an excuse so they wouldn't talk shit about me because it's like, I'm not leaving because I hate you guys. I'm leaving because like, oh my God, ow, my surgery. And I was like, you know, oh my God, ow. And And then then you went went to New York? Yeah, then I was in New York.
1: (laughs) Okay. So what what brought you out to New York?
0: Um, I got a job offer. It was like kind of a fake job offer. I didn't know that at the time. I thought it was like paid and stuff. And I get there and like, yeah, it's like not paid. And so instead they like put me up in this apartment that they own because they're not paying me really okay. um, enough, enough to live there. And I literally told them, I was like, I need to get New York rent or New York salary to move to New York. And they're like, you're fine. Come here. And I was like, okay, I'm coming. And they- Well,
1: okay. Hooked. So, so who were these guys?
0: They, you know, they are actually really reputable people. I'm not going to say their name. Oh, okay. Actually, sorry.
1: Sorry. I, that's not, oh, what, that's not really what I meant. Like what I meant was like, uh, like what kind of business?
0: So- one was a famous photographer and one was a past model and now like a model rep agent and they are very well known and they they do well for themselves but like we had a very big misunderstanding about the terms of me coming to New York so they ended up putting me up in one of the apartments that the model agency owned and it was like with four other models or five other models oh god yeah, it was like a one bedroom, and I was there for a month. And
1: with I, four, wait, it, it was you, four models, five, one bedroom, five, five models. So six people total in what a one bedroom. One bedroom.
0: Yeah. Who
1: slept in the bed?
0: Well, there was like a bunch of bunk beds. We all had a bunk bed, so
1: okay. we all had.
0: But there was one bathroom. Um, and oh my god. Yeah, with models, I was like, no, never.
1: When do you it have time? You would have no time to poop. Like,
0: yeah, I didn't it, go there. I went to anywhere else. Like you would go to somewhere else, find an open bathroom, which is hard to find in New York. There's no like open to the public bathrooms in New York.
1: Jesus. And you know, I'm comparing it to like COVID times and how that would not fly now. Like, oh, I would
0: probably like, I would commit suicide. That's like not even a joke. That's
1: so, um, so I hope that's a joke. So I, um, so (laughs) you're in this bunk bed room with six fucking models. Yeah five models and and what are you doing for these guys
0: so you know also what I i kind of breezed over this or I didn't I breezed over the timeline but I didn't mention this this is when I also was starting to work on the back end for Phineas I don't know, the if you know that is. <laughs> awkward silence <laughs> ensues um do you know who Phineas is? do you really not know no oh I thought you were being funny with me and I didn't want to like make you no. feel different. It's Billie Eilish's brother. He, like, okay. writes and produces a lot of her songs with her and he, like, writes and produces for a lot of people. He's very, extremely talented. Dope. Um, so I started doing lyric videos and stuff for him wow. that year. So I was, like, kind of trying to do that while working on all these random jobs. So I was doing that in the back, like, at the back end. Um, for these guys, I was just to be, like, their creative director, which I should have known was bullshit because I was too young to be, so young to be that. That's, like, at least 30-something. You've been in this for a while. Like, I was like yeah whatever because they're doing a startup i ended up being like a deck monkey where i just like hunted all their decks for all their pitches new clients and i was like wait a
1: deck monkey wait deck uh, this this sounds like another term of art
0: it's like i feel like it's an agency term it's like when you're just sitting there all day making decks and decks are powerpoints and you always have to make one for any project you're on and it's like some people hate it some people love it most people hate it it's awful it's annoying and like so that's all I was doing. I was like, this is not what my skill set is. This is not what I signed up for. And I dipped again. And I was like, I'm done here. After um, how long? A month. Cause you know what? That's like, that's how long they gave me in the apartment. And I was like, well, I'm not going to work for you if I don't have housing. So you don't pay me enough Wait, for housing.
1: Yeah. That doesn't make any sense.
0: So I'm leaving.
1: Yeah. Like, so, so like during this time, I'm, I would, I would assume is that you were looking for another job.
0: Yeah, I was. I was interviewing at other agencies, which is funny. Is like they were in literal direct competition with this, with these people. Apparently, oh, yeah, they well, there
1: you go. Um, and you got yeah, a job I, with one of those other agencies.
0: Yeah, I did. I did, and it was. I was living in New Jersey at this point with my family to like commute back, like with with family members, like not. Oh,
1: like, oh well, shit! It's a good thing that you had family in New Jersey.
0: Well, I'm I'm from there, so this is like kind of like. Honestly, moving to Atlanta is riskier because there was no one around me. Versus moving to New York, I have family in Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, so it's not to me as risky.
1: Hold on, wait, quickly. Then wait. So from FSU, you came from Boca, though.
0: Yes, I was in Jersey till I was six.
1: And then and I okay, got you. Cool. Of that, cool.
0: First all, cool. and stuff. Cool. Um. So I yeah, I was in Jersey. I got a job at the last place I worked, which was an agency. Like a, a known normal agency. Um, I worked there for a year and a half as an art director and a creator so I would like have briefs and I would pitch things and I would make stuff sometimes but it still really wasn't fulfilling. I hated agency life. It was like I was working like 60 to sometimes 80 hour weeks most weeks. Aggressive. No overtime pay like under like honestly I, make, like, I made so little there and I was living in New York and it was ridiculous and I was overworked and like the work wasn't worth it. And I was like, this is not, this is not it. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing with my time. Like I'm wasting time.
1: But meanwhile, so, but meanwhile, you're doing your art.
0: That's the thing is I actually wasn't as much during this time. It slowed oh. me down. That, that's oh. when I got concerned. So I was doing my art a lot. And especially in the beginning of this job, I was like really excited this job kind of slowed me down and wore me down and like, you know, it was like a soul sucker. It was like one of those typical jobs. And I was like, that's when I got concerned. That was my biggest complaint. Not the money, not the hours. I was like, I don't have time or energy to put into my own art. And that to me is the worst side effect or consequence of this job. And that was actually particularly why I now live in Florida. I moved back with my parents after never living at home since high school. Um, and move back here so I could quit that job. So I'll say me need a paycheck to live in New York and right. do my own thing. Like that, that's what motivated me to like leave my beautiful apartment with my like beautiful roommates. And yeah. That is I- so,
1: that is so I applaud yeah. you. Well, <laughs> I, I, I can relate to you with that because I, I, yeah. I actually, I actually recently took a very low paying job because I knew that I would have time to do this.
0: Yeah. It, it, those, that's what you have to do. That's what yes. you
1: have to do. Yes. A hundred percent.
0: I, like, I remember I was. I had a, had a boyfriend at the agency um, and I remember I told him, I was like, I'm going to quit here and bartend just to get cash paid for my rent so I can have all the other time, all my creative energy to go to my art. And he's like, to go from an art director to a bartender is like going backwards. I was like, why? In, in what? In our society? Who cares? Like, I'll have the energy to do what I actually want to do. And to be completely transparent, the work I do for myself is what gets me attention. The work I do for myself is what got me all the jobs with all the impressive people not the work I do for this agency. So why would I give time to this when the work I do on my own is getting me where I want to go? Yeah. It's like wrong priorities. I don't care how it looks on a resume. Who cares? Like it, it, I don't really care if people make their money or get by, like do what you need to do to do what you want to do. Like it, I, there should be no like right or wrong way. Wow. Wait, wait, that.
1: hold on. Do, <laughs> what you, do what you need to do to do what you want to do.
0: But get that on a t-shirt.
1: <laughs> that was awesome.
0: Thanks. Yeah, it's true though. I think there's a lot of pressure in America specifically with the American dream and with the grinding of like, you need to be working this typical job. And you'd be like killing yourself at this job and then go home and kill yourself more. And then you're going to make it. and Only that is admirable. If you do just the job, then you're lazy when you get home. And then if you do just the side work and you're working a service job, then you're not like worth all, you know, people judge you no matter what. And they put pressure on you to do it their way that they're like kind of conditioned to like that's what's respectable in this country I can't speak for other countries because I don't know but in this country I you know that's like kind of a thing and that, sh- that shouldn't be the case in my opinion it's like super detrimental to like mental health the physical health and a lot of times it doesn't even get you where you want to go and you're still financially burdened I think a lot of people I know work, work so hard at these like normal nine to fives they kill themselves at them and they're still like living paycheck to paycheck so like, if that's not what you love to do, if you love that, that is fine. If you were like, this is so, I love the schedule. I love being content and comfortable. Then you win. Because you want a life, live your fucking life. That is, I, I honestly am jealousy sometimes. Cause that sounds great. It sounds simple. But I,
1: I wish that I you know, could just that that be, satisfied if I could just be fulfilled <laughs> yes. with like a corporate basic job. Yeah. Oh, my oh my God. God. That life would be, would be awesome.
0: so easy. It's like, Honestly, being a creative or wanting to do your own thing, it's a choice. It's a choice because it's fucking hard. There's no promises. And it's its the risk of everything, but it can be the most fulfilling and rewarding thing.
1: But it's yeah, hard. it fucking sucks. Like, it it's, it's Oh, it's, my it's God. The, like, it's, like, it's the best, but it sucks. Yes. Because it's like, okay, the shit that people see is 5% of the work. Yes. Like, Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. Like, 95% of what people see you do or or, sorry that sentence made no sense 95% of what you do people do not see
0: absolutely like you only see the final product you do not see anything else before or after you see none of that I mean just like the creative process alone can be so so difficult I mean a lot of my shoots that I do I do them by myself at home I don't have a green screen I don't have lighting I don't have anyone to take photos for me so I'm sitting there like setting all this up on myself like trying to make it work in the most unprofessional setting really stressful a lot of times and it doesn't work out the way I want it to a lot of times because I don't have what I need and I try my hardest to get the final you know output to be what I want and it's funny because some people will be like that is so sick and I'll be disappointed so I'll be like that's not what I wanted and you think it's sick because you just see the final product you don't see like the effort I put in and the dream and the vision I had for it and to get this final product and I'm happy you like it but it's you know maybe it was less or more whatever you know like you don't
1: know everything else that goes
0: into it. You don't. Right. And there's a lot of that. There's
1: a lot. And it's like, not only do things um, like go into making it, but things also, and you'll know this because you're like, you've done things in advertising, things go into like making it known. Like,
0: Absol- oh my God. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Let, let, let me tell you something that I do with as many of my podcasts as I can. Obviously the editing and this and that, and then boom, it's distributed. Then, let's say that I do a podcast with, I don't know, Psych Montano, who's an awesome Tampa rapper. I'll DM Psych Montano's followers on Instagram, hey, check out this podcast. Nice. But the problem is, I can't do that to more than like 25 or 30 people a day, or right. I'll be put in Instagram jail. So, <laughs> there's, like, there's other things that I have to do, and it's like, like just, just like people um, – minimize the difficulty of just creating posts like one thing that I learned pretty recently and I, I'll, I talk about this publicly because like I'm happy to share this nugget of information yeah. you can share po- or not share you can save drafts of posts on Instagram you can save a ton of them and then just slowly disseminate them yeah. over time and like when I say save posts I mean fully captioned and, and hashtagged yeah. up
0: yeah, yeah exactly. done and then you can easily so you know what there was something you said that like really resonated with me and i just want to make a comment people like at least in my advertising world like a lot of brands and stuff are like oh it's just social if it's just social why does all your money go into it why are nfts making so much money why is the whole world turning digital it's not just social anymore maybe 10 years ago you'd be like what is social media? Who cares? Like we love commercials and we love billboards and we love movies and we love all that traditional form of like media. But social is everything now. And people want to diminish it and invalidate it and minimize it because it's we know it as social media and we just post it. No, it's everything now. It's how it's we It's not get, social
1: media. It's social networking.
0: Yeah, it's it's so much more for brands, for individuals. It's how like literally every single you know what's funny? I want to delete my Instagram so bad because I hate the pressure of it but every single job i've ever gotten even my corporate jobs i've gotten from my instagram every single one that's what they see they're like that is sick and i want to hire you like that's how i got in contact i remember i looked up like billy eilish's manager back in the day and i found him i emailed him my instagram he's like let's work together like every person i've reached out to from instagram that's how they respond to me. they see my like social like your social so much more now and like people can't diminish how much it takes for each post because each post does add to everything else you're doing and curating on your grid and it does like continuously have an effect on whether or not you're reaching out or not. Like there are algorithms, there are followers who will leave if you kind of stray. Like Yeah. You know, oh
1: 100%. totally. Totally.
0: It's a lot more thought and strategy than people want to admit. It's not just to post whatever you want. We're not we're not just some cute influencers that just post whatever we want. And even those people are still planning it out. I don't want to diminish what they do. They're still planning out everything. Yeah. People think it's so easy, right? It's not. None of it's easy. It's actually yeah,
1: you got to stay in your lane. And like, yeah. that's, not, that's not a bad thing. Like, right. it's like, if you have a fucking banana business, don't start <laughs> selling houses.
0: Like, no, no one's <laughs> going to buy jump. your houses, yeah.
1: dude.
0: <laughs> Definitely don't do that. That is an extreme jump. I don't know how someone would launch to get there. I, I do agree, though. Like, you know, if you don't know, you don't know, that's fine. But don't diminish shit. Cause it's a lot of work, like you said. You can go every day, and you could try so hard to reach out to these people just to get like your name out there, just to get traction. And you could do that every day, and you'll probably do that for a while, and then it'll pay off. You know, you have to keep doing it consistently every day, and that takes a lot more energy than people realize. It's not just like oh, I'm just sending a DM. Like to go through that, and like also to not get a response sometimes, and not get the like the you know the response to what you're putting out energy-wise. It's like oh, that sucks. This is I'm putting out a lot of stuff, and I'm not getting locked back. Like, you have to push through a lot, too, with that. So, I think, like, when it comes to being, like, your own individual brand or doing – pursuing this kind of stuff, you do have to, like – it sounds annoying, but you have to keep going. Like, you do you have to constantly keep going, and you're yeah, not going to get
1: it's, – Yeah, it's the consistency shit. Like, you really, really have to. Uh, well, like, I, I, I listen to – see, I have phases of listening to Gary Vee, and yeah. – just like any mid-20-year-old guy does, I feel like, or any mid-20-year-old whoever. Yeah. And one thing that he says that I love is, it doesn't matter how many people are watching, it matters who's watching. Because if, yes. if 15 people see your video, but one of them is the CEO of Gimlet, then yeah, which, yeah then maybe he'll like your shit. Yeah. I
0: No, absolutely. So I remember like, I was talking to a friend recently. Um, I'm actually gonna say her name because you all know her, and there's nothing sure. wrong about it. It was Melissa. Um, love her. Shout out.
1: Me- wait, I- Me- I- Me- do I know Melissa?
0: She's um, Melissa Cecily. Maybe you don't, because you're older, so maybe you don't know her. She's. You may not know her, but other people in FITOD do know her, and she's amazing. And
1: hey, shout her. out to you, Melissa. Love you. I hope that I hope that I meet you.
0: I want to say your last name, list, but I always pronounce you wrong and I've known you since high school and I'm sorry.
1: Um, <laughs> but hey, fuck you, it. Yeah. Let me look this girl up. Maybe, I, maybe yeah. I do know her.
0: Yeah, I do that. You know, I'm, I'm going to let you sit there. For what, a what's
1: her Instagram? Well, you shout out her Instagram.
0: Okay, yes, I will. I mean, let me look it up because I feel like with her, the reason I want to talk about this, is I want to talk about her branding and the follower things. So I think it's really important. Um, it is just her full name. Kill me. It's Melissa's M-E-L-I-S and her last name is C-I-F-C-I-L-I. S- silly. Wait, She's from wh- turkey.
1: <laughs> hold on a second. Hold on a second. Sorry. My Instagram <laughs> is being weird. One more time. M-E-L-I-S.
0: And then C-I-F-C-I-L-I.
1: Wow, yeah. That's understandable that... Oh, she follows Graham Radio. Hey! What? <laughs> that's so funny
0: that you did that. <laughs> Sorry, Melissa.
1: Oh, yeah. I know um, this girl. Hey, yeah,
0: what's up So we and her were talking and we both went through something similar with our Instagrams and our branding. Um, we originally had our Instagrams from college of just being like a hot girl posting bikini pics or whatever. We had a lot of followers from that and we were cool with that. We both then... I mean, yeah,
1: that's, that's something to be cool with.
0: It worked. We both then turned that account into our branded account. We just used it and transferred over. I started posting art. She started posting like... Her branded stuff, which is a lot of makeup, it's like house support, it's a bunch of stuff, but it's her, it's her own personal brand now. It's not just like casual posts. We both lost a lot of followers from that. Yeah. And so, you know, we were talking about it the other day, and she was like, you know, I'm losing a lot. She, she realized it's a good thing. And I was, her, I was like, that's good. You're like, she was like, it weeds out the wrong people, like, correct. Like, you're losing the people that don't want to see this kind of content, anyways, but you're getting a niche following, which is more important. Like, you want know, people who actually want to see what you're posting. So you're going to get rid of people who don't care. That's fine. It may go down for a second, but it's going to rebound back up. If you keep being consistent. You'll get the, the, right
1: sa- the same exact thing happened with Austin Schultz. Like,
0: yeah. he,
1: like he had his personal account just, and then, and he had a, like about, like, he had about like 1100 ish followers. And right. then he um completely deleted everything.
0: Yeah.
1: And then so, started posting. Yeah, And then posting his um, like fitness stuff, he went down to 400 and then he went up to like 1500.
0: Yeah. That's the thing is people at first were like, this is not what I signed up for. Right. That's fine. No, that's good. Leave. There's people who will sign up for this. You know, it's fine. Like, but you have to not get scared of that lull and be like, Oh my God, like just keep doing what you're doing. And like, my thing is like, if you're for everybody, you're for nobody. Like you need to believe in your niche and you need to believe in what you're doing. And like, there's people who are going to love that so much more because you speak to them versus like, a generic thing that speaks to nobody because it it doesn't like say anything totally
1: deeper, totally does. totally totally like so it, i think like yeah. it's,
0: it's a hard transition it's a really hard transition but it's worth it and i think that lull kind of talks to about what we're talking about in general with like you know putting so much energy into this and like right away not seeing a response right away like it's kind of like in the world outside of social media if you start your own business you're not gonna see profit for the first couple of years right like at least for the first year that's kind of how it feels. Oh, at,
1: at least.
0: Yeah, you know, that's how it feels. Like, it, it feels like you're putting so much into You're not getting the same back and you feel like, oh, I'm going down. I'm not, I'm not going up, but right, it will go. It will go. Mm-hmm. And it, it is about like just putting in the work and being consistent and just doing it. No matter who's looking, no matter who's watching, no matter who likes it, I don't care. If you believe in it and you love it, you will go
1: somewhere. Uh, the key word thing that I was gonna say that you just said is love it. You gotta love it because if you I, don't love it, then why are you doing it? You know,
0: that, you cannot. Yeah. I'm real. You cannot chase money. If you chase money, you'll always be chasing money. You'll never be satisfied, and you probably will honestly not be great with money. You probably like, will constantly be chasing in a way that you need it. Like you won't exactly.
1: And, and here's a funny thing with money. I was I was literally having a just conversation two Jews
0: with talking about money on Easter. Yes, Yes. I have to. Anyway,
1: I gotta fill this back uh, up. But, <laughs> yes.
0: I'm real sad my bottle's on here. I'm like sipping slowly.
1: Shout out yeah. to um, <laughs> shout out to Jews talking about money on Easter.
0: Absolutely. Cheers.
1: I love it. Cheers. Wait, wait, hold on. You know what? Let me do a quick Instagram pro promo for like let's <laughs> just say, let's just say literally just what we just said. Hold yeah. on. Shout out to Jews talking about uh, money on Easter. Here yep. hold on. All right, go for it.
0: Shout out to Jews talking about money on Easter.
1: Oh, yeah, baby. Let's go. (laughs) Cheers. I
0: love it. It's what gets me going, you know?
1: All right. What? Huh? Sorry. (laughs) Uh, What'd you say?
0: (laughs) It's what gets me going.
1: Yes. Um Absolutely. god what the fuck was i going to say though? Um, I was going to
0: chasing money is bad. You won't actually have the money. Yet.
1: I was ta- I was having a very uh i had a very deep discussion with my buddy today. Like literally before this podcast. Um he is making much more money than any of my friends. Like <laughs> he's making more money than like even my friends who are married and like the husband They're and the wife have, have like engineering jobs and <laughs> combined, they Same. make less money than my buddy.
0: Okay. Tell me about and, your buddy. I want to know about your buddy.
1: And, and, oh, do you want his number?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and um, he was basically t- like, he explained um, a situation that happened last night. Where, like, I'm not going to say the details of it because I don't want to be any, I don't want to identify him at all. Right, right. Whatever.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, what he said was basically, like, one of his very close friends just assumed that he would pay this, astro- this, uh, this astronomical amount of money. Like, okay, they were at... Okay, like, they were at a, a bar, right? Yeah. Uh, they were at a bar, a and, and like the buddy bottle. was buying bottles. Okay. And the buddy was saying, like, hey, let's get a bottle. And my friend is like, yeah, sure. And now it's, like, the next day... Like, my buddy paid the bill uh, at the bar, but yeah. now it's the next day. And it's like the bill. The bill was like, oh, it was close to two thousand. The bill was close to two thousand dollars, and I,
0: I just bought my car for. <laughs> oh,
1: well, yeah, exactly. There you go.
0: Old car, and
1: and it's like, like to my buddy, like, like that's, and my buddy would agree with this. Like that's not a lot of money to him, just because right. like of the money that he's making, but like, you shouldn't just. Assume. It's the principle. It's, it's the it's principle like, exactly. It's, you shouldn't just assume that he's gonna pay for it just because he has money. Like you're drinking the same amount, maybe even yeah. more than he is. So it's. I mean, uh,
0: I've I've been on dates with people who I know are very well off, and I buy the drinks because, like, you know, I I do the like thing, like I buy the. Okay, first that I have
1: a problem with. No.
0: Really? Big time. Like, well, no, they, if, they buy it I, later. If but I, I
1: take a girl on a date. I'm paying for everything.
0: No, I don't let guys pay for me all the time. I'm super down to split things. Even
1: on a first I, date, though, or a date. Yeah, like.
0: I love splitting it. I mean, if the guy really insists, I will let him because if it makes him happy, fine. But I have no problem being like, I'll buy the first round, I'll buy the second round, or you buy the first, you know, switch, we switch it off. Like, I love, like, the half-and-half half scenario. But I've done that with people that I know make more than me. and you know? I'm like, but I, it's not about who makes what. it's like, okay, I
1: so See, this is where we differ. See, I, <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not asking you out on a date here, but yeah. I'd love to know, like, what would end up happening if we went on a date? Because, like... I would try the, really
0: hard to pay for... No, bills. but,
1: like, I would... Like, even if the waiter, like, left with your card, I would be like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and then just go to the waiter and be like, give me your fucking card back. Okay,
0: like if you did that, I would like... You, if you're going through the effort and the, the stress to do it, I'm yeah. going to... Here's the thing. I... I just think, you know, with, you know, like, we should, I don't know, I just think, I'm not very much for traditional roles. I'm not, and I, I don't wanna like, only be for traditional roles when it's convenient for me, like when the man pays, you know? So that's like a big thing for me and I like to pay, but I'm not like, I get that it's kind of a nice thing and a man kind of sometimes like enjoys doing that and that's fine because some men like to be, feel like their provider, it's a nice thing from them, it's a nice gesture. It's not, maybe not that deep, but they, they just actually enjoy doing that. So I'm not going to take that away from them. Like if, if they express, I really want to pay for this, let me pay for this. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to push it and argue and like, right. you know, make it kind of uncomfortable, but I'm going to try it first, you know, and, and that kind of plays into the principle of it. Cause I know nine times out of 10, they're not going to want to pay. I know it, them right, gonna
1: Right. Pay. Uh, w- one thing Why? that I heard, one thing that I heard a long time ago, and I totally agree with this is, um, if a man doesn't pay, he was not raised right. But if a woman does not offer to pay, then she was not raised right.
0: I agree. I like, agree I that. think that
1: you, like the woman in on a date should always play like <laughs> always play like the like oh like my purse is here like my purse is right here I'm just gonna I'm just gonna grab my purse. And then the man has to be like, nah, I got you. You're like, oh, th- that has to happen.
0: It's funny because I really think it's this unspoken, like, thing that we both sides understand. It's fine. If you want to pay for it, it's cool. Like, if it makes you happy, I'm grateful for it. I know it's a really nice gesture and it's like, it's a nice thing. I'm not going to, you know. Yeah. but there is a thing of like women don't want like that traditional role and to be convenient just take a man's money I mean some girls want to take a man's money and I respect them too but like you know um I think it's like an unspoken agreement like I get it But right. but it you know what fun.
1: is really really nice though like um I've, I've had like two pretty serious relationships in the past before and oh. like I love thank you <laughs> here oh wait that's the wrong one hold on there you go thank you thank you i have i've survived um so i like i pay i try to pay as much as i can um but it it, and you know like as you get deeper into a relationship you start to split things more often but like i love being um i love like when i get recognized for like my like for like trying, you know, I love when I get recognized for like doing good and such a great, um, like tangible token of recognition is when the girlfriend is like, you know what, Levi, I got you. Like, you know what? I'm like, I'm like, I'll get the call, Levi, I'm taking you out tonight. Where do you want to (laughs) go? And I'm like, babe, stop it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know it, it's actually so funny because i feel like there is like this is such a turn of conversation but i do love it there is like this pressure on men to be all your romantic and do all the first moves and stuff and i remember i actually had a boyfriend um he was in Fidel at the time and we dated in high school shout out bobby you're a great kid
1: but hey he's
0: a he's a great he was a great oh, kid great dude we had a very subtle breakup we're still friends like six years later love him um and he's shout, actually wait, best friends friend with Austin Schultz. Yes. They're best friends.
1: Quick shout out to that whole crew. <laughs> shout out to Guller. Shout out to Pedro. to
0: Pedro. <laughs>
1: yes. Shout out to all that's of them.
0: That's who I'm talking about. That's, that's the Bobby. I'm done. Yeah, like he even um, played in the band with um, Angela, I think. Yeah, and, yeah.
1: With, yeah. with, with A- Yes. Yes. Qu- quick <laughs> shout out to all world, of them.
0: Very world. Very tiny. But I remember he did such a big extravagant things in our relationship for me, like amazing things for Valentine's day and stuff. And I was just taking it. I was loving it. And one day he's like, why don't you ever do this for me? I was like, Oh shit. I was like, I love you so much. I was just so happy accepting. I didn't think about the fact that men want this too in return. Like it's so normal. Um, like for women to put on the man, like you gotta be romantic. and surprise me and do these things. But I'm not saying women don't do that back. I'm sure people do. I didn't think of that at 19. I was like, Oh shit. I should be also giving because it is a sign of appreciation I'm like i love you that's why i'm doing this no matter what it is it's the idea of doing it so i can understand why when your girl is like i'm taking you out it's like yay thank you like that's so cute that you want to do that for me yeah. you know like it's it's what it means it's not what it is you know
1: you want to so, know what my buddy did my buddy's a fucking idiot um <laughs> He was like, uh, like hooking up with this girl for, uh, six weeks, six weeks. They, they drunkenly became exclusive on, uh, like new year's or something. And oh, after like six or seven weeks of them, like hooking up, um, she was like, Hey, I want to take you out on a date. And he was like, awesome. He had her, and he, he- she asked him, where do you want me to take you out? My friend had this girl take him out to like the most expensive fucking steak restaurant, and he got like a sixty dollars steak. <laughs> he
0: was like, "I am milking this moment." broke. Yeah, and, they I bro- bro- and, and then they broke up. Like room. they
1: broke up like three days later. <laughs>
0: <No>! <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I am your sugar baby for the night. Treat me right." So
1: fucking funny. Yeah, that's amazing. I, he he called me like the day after. Like, bro, I think I fucked up. I'm like, yeah don't order the porterhouse dude like, what are you doing I,
0: I wouldn't do that on a date i would never with someone else's money order the, i try to order the cheapest shit i get so nervous you see I don't do that i've money. been
1: on that date before though like i've been the guy like um i've been on a date where the girl immediately orders a double tequila soda <laughs> which is like from like a from like a male side, from like a purely like male side, I'm like, all right, I'll be cool. But then from like my, then my wallet's like, come on, bro, fucking for side real. Uh, yeah.
0: No, it's it's like it's consideration because it's like we're all young, and I know you're doing this to be nice, and I'm not trying to like hurt you here, hurt your wallet, you know. Like I'm just happy to be here with you. It's not about what you're spending on it, so I think it's that consideration. Unless the guy or the girl is like, I want you to get those best steak on the menu i want you better get the best steak. like i'm hell
1: yeah you're getting the porter house it.
0: then yes go for it but if, you know otherwise i think it's just common courtesy to not expect them to be a bank and just like yeah. dish out all the money order a cheeseburger pie.
1: don't get the steak
0: yeah. order order the
1: yeah. cheeseburger or
0: get like a shittier like um piece of steak or you know yeah. section whatever it is on the cow like there's some yeah. cheaper ones just don't get the porter get a
1: different food. section of that cow
0: yeah, you know, get cheaper rank. It's okay. It still tastes good. I'm <laughs> sure.
1: It'll be fine. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Wow. Relationships, huh? <laughs>
0: how's
1: the, how, how's the, quickly, how's the dating game in Boca? I can't imagine it's very good.
0: Non existent. Yeah.
1: Um, it was the same in Weston.
0: Yeah. yeah. Non existent. I think the, it's funny. My last two things that I've had. So one thing was a fling recently. And the other thing was a full-blown relationship. Both of them were guys that I met years ago and then rekindled because I knew nobody else. Like when I moved to New York, I rekindled with a guy I knew from an internship and dated him for like almost a year, like full-blown dated him. And then I got back to Boca right after and rekindled with someone I knew from a college just because I knew nobody else. And I was like, this kid's hey," (laughs) And I was like, I know you is comfortable. And that was it. And then that ended. And then I was like, no one else because I don't. No one here is just like. I, there's a certain person I want, and it's like a creative person, and like if you're if you're in wait, life, wait, wait, like when you say there's a certain person
1: you want, there's like a certain like idea of a person that you want. Yeah, saying. yeah. Yeah,
0: I think just the well, end I, of- I have the
1: same. Wait, can I describe yeah. the? Can I yes, describe I my it. future girlfriend? Yes, to you?
0: <laughs> yes, I would love to hear it. Maybe I have people in the back of my mind. And just like
1: okay. She is super into podcasters.
0: (laughs) That's it. She likes Jews and podcasters. Yes. She
1: loves chicken wings and (laughs) she is super down to produce podcasts and and loves learning about video production. That's
0: probably for sure a girl out there for you. Oh,
1: for sure. Come on. That's for
0: sure. Like, and straight up, like she
1: can move in. Like she can move in. I have
0: his number right here. I'll read it out on the podcast.
1: (laughs) Please. Like uh, she can move into my place and she can just, if she just does Graham radio podcast for me, great. I'll bring in all the rest of the money.
0: He's ready to be a lesbian with you where you meet and move in immediately. U-Haul is ready. Just move in and produce podcasts with him and he's down. So. Whoever yes. it is that's hearing this and is interested.
1: I'm going to change up my whole, um, Hinge profile.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> maybe, maybe you should.
1: Yeah, maybe. All right. Who's, who's your ideal boyfriend?
0: Um, so. Or wait, I, when I
1: say ideal, I mean the future boyfriend who's fucking, it's yeah. happening.
0: Yeah, it's happening. I'm manifesting that shit. Um, I don't care about physical, but I'm going to give a description of physical, which shows a lot of people that I've liked in the past. So it's like kind of funny. I do love a good pale kid with dark hair and light eyes and tattoos. Every emo band I've ever liked has someone like that. I think that's where that stemmed from. Um, that's a look, but I, I, you know, I don't care about looks. Um, Personality-wise, I definitely need someone who's like a feminist. Like feminism literally just means equality. You don't need to be an extremist. You need to believe that we're equal. I, I don't know why that word triggers people. Like I know there's extremists in every group, but you should believe we're equal that's like a, a sad thing and i'll you know i'm just gonna
1: say that means that i'm conflicted out so no i'm kidding, yeah. I'm
0: kidding. no i actually <laughs> i swear to god i was at a room in vital once and i've mentioned it and like the word feminism and all the men the boys turned to me they're like Lee, are you a feminist i was like yes i believe we're equal what the f-? like it's not what right. you think it means it's literally the simplest term it means that and the reason why i bring this <laughs> up is my last boyfriend was like scared of feminism and i get there's some there's people really? feminism that makes that scary but he was like and I was like eh, what like you you work a place with me where all the women get paid less like you know it's, a, it's an issue like- you
1: want to know why well you know you want to know why I know that I believe that men and women are equal um and I've actually never told this story on the podcast when oh, I was I- in fourth grade I was in the North Beach Elementary um I was in like a like the stairwell and someone was explaining to someone was telling me something about um, like women versus men and I looked at that person and I was like what's the difference between men and women yeah and that person like started laughing at me and a few other people heard me saying say that and started laughing and I just kept on thinking to myself like okay they're laughing but they're not answering the question
0: yeah they don't have a, they don't this have was me difference.
1: in fourth grade and like in fourth grade I knew the difference between a vagina and a dick but yeah. like I like I just I was like really what's the difference between men and women and That's it's like absolutely. literally just genitalia
0: yeah i mean it, it's absolutely like an environmental thing like you and like also our-
1: and also strength though we like we have to like recognize that yeah. like it's uh, funny if- you
0: mentioned that so bi- biology mm, biology wise i don't know I- the i'll I'm count
1: saying. it i count it as a word
0: okay um yes like the whole like men being stronger but then, like, women are stronger in their lower halves, like our legs and our pelvic. Like, we can do certain things that men can't do workout-wise, like, with our legs. Like, there's there's things that, you know, and I don't want to speak for just men and women because there also are trans men and trans women who are men and women all those things. You no, know, I'd um, love
1: oh, – yeah, sorry, go ahead, but I have a question after.
0: Yeah, okay. So, I, I, I'm saying, like, I don't know if you were saying, like, how men are technically stronger than women. I don't know if you're going in that route, if that's what you were mentioning – um, but it's like, for example, there's like this, I love this workout. There's this workout or not workout this, um, stance that it was showing the difference of balance and strength in men and women's bodies. Cause they are built and created differently. Um, and I think it was like, I don't know, it was like kind of like squatting in a way and then you had to move a certain way. And every time a man did it, he fell because his center of balance wasn't in his pelvic bone. It's like, you guys are up here and we're down there and all the women can succeed every single time. Whoa. It's really just like, what? that's how women are stronger in our lower halves, our balance in our lower halves, and men's are in the upper half. Cause you know, like we have like the babies and we have to, you know, deal with that. And we have like the hips and all that. And then you guys were like the, you know? Yeah. And I think that's absolutely like how people are born, but I think absolutely people can do what they want with that after and alter it. And, you know, you know, it's, it, there's like a, there's a weird thing with that. Um, there's obviously some differences biology wise. There's a word that I am missing that does isn't do biology. But other than that, I think in the social construct of things, there is a difference. It's um, individual.
1: See, I didn't, uh, and that makes a lot of sense with the balance stuff and like the yeah. pelvic stuff. Because right. I, I, what I would imagine is that like, you need more of that to give birth.
0: Oh, like, my, your, your sure. bones literally shift. Your bones change permanently after you give birth. That's trippy. It's crazy. It, yeah. It's insane. So like it, it, you do need to be able to do that. Like our bodies are literally built differently because they're meant to do different things, you know?
1: So, um, yeah, that, that, that is trippy. So what I'm about to say is third party information because I heard Joe yeah. Rogan talk about it, but I, I see Joe Rogan as a pretty, um, credit, credible guy. Um, what he was saying is that like, so he was talking about like how trans women, or I don't know if it would be trans women or wait, like if you're trans and you say that you're a woman, that means that like you were born a male and then yes. now you're okay. Like, so it,
0: it it will be like man, male transitioning to woman. So if yes. you're a trans woman, you are a woman.
1: And like in Connecticut, there's like tw- like 10 or 12 um competitions that are like, that are um sorry this wine where did my cup go i think are you talking about like how there are like
0: athletic competitions and there's trans women on yeah okay
1: like like oh oh, wait so hold on a trans woman is was born a male correct yes okay like there are competitions that are there's like medals that are owned by trans women that like they pre they were previously owned by like natural women and, like, there's so much controversy over that. And, ha- like, they- like, there are hundreds of student male athletes in track, like, hundreds, yeah. holding much faster records than, like, natural women in track. So, like, it's, like, I mean. That
0: is, I, I think that's, and also um, to help you out. Yeah. I wouldn't say natural women. I would say cis woman. Thank you. Because I know you meant this it, in your mind probably meant.
1: I don't know the terminology. No,
0: totally. And I know you don't mean anything, but I just just to be safe, I would say cis woman. So,
1: okay, yeah. So there's like so cis yeah. like it's like
0: cis, I was born as a woman and I am I am a woman. I'm meant to be in this body. I am good as a woman.
1: I'm I like, am a cis male.
0: Yes, you're a cis male, absolutely. And then a trans woman was born in the wrong body, which is a male, and they were meant to be a woman and they are making the transition to become what they are. Exactly. Were to be. Yeah. And I I actually have the same like confusion in that area when it comes to sports. I actually questioned that a lot. I was like, is that like, technically, I don't know. I have, I don't have anything to say on that. Cause I really don't know, but I did think about it. And I was like, I don't know if that's fair because.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's not like, it's you know? like, like yeah. it's not, you know, like, if I,
0: I, I, you know, when it comes down to that, it's like, come, you know, like that, that's yeah. not about how you identify. That's about like physically what's like, but that that even feels wrong to say, you know, because like physically they're transitioning to be a woman as I feel they should be. So it's, but it, it, it's hard. It's hard to talk about that. So it, it
1: see, on. it's I weird. It, it, here's why it's squirrely because sports are the ultimate equalizer. Like, right. when the fucking, like, when racism was like at its peak in like, I mean, I, I'm not gonna wait. Actually, hold on a second. I'm not. I, hold on a hot second. <laughs> like, okay, okay, hold You're on. We are diving really in a dangerous zone. We're gonna Hold get on a minute. I'm gonna stop talking You're about it. Okay. <laughs> okay, like, no matter no matter how racist you are, like, black people and white people play together in the NBA. You know. Like, it's, like, sports is the ultimate equalizer. So, like, we, obviously, everyone should have equal rights, including trans women and trans men, but does equal rights also include, like, identifying as, um, like, playing in the sport that, like, the gendered sport that you identify? Right,
0: and I think that's that's why I was kind of stumbling over my words, like, I don't want to take away... The validation of being woman. Yeah, I
1: just more picked more my nose on my biology. podcast. Listen, I can pick my nose on my podcast, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I can do whatever the fuck I want on my podcast. Yeah.
0: yeah. You whatever. know what? Build your immune system. Do what you gotta do. Get that shit. Get it. Um. No, <laughs> um, no but you know he <laughs> doesn't. I don't want to invalidate women by mentioning biology because it's kind of a, a stick. I hate when people are like, biology says there's two genders. I don't want it to be confused with that by mentioning biology when it comes to athletics, because that is what we're talking about. It's kind of a, it is a very blurry line. But I guess the one thing is yes, technically males and females when born have a different anatomy. They have different strengths and weaknesses in different areas, which could be affected in sports. But then when you're transitioning to a woman, some people, if they can afford it not everyone can, get hormone injections, which does start changing their body. It it does lower the testosterone production. And maybe then, I don't know enough about it, but maybe then it gets a little more um, even out. I don't know though, and that—that's obviously you can't—you can't regulate that. Not everyone can afford that, and everyone wants to do that. You know, you can't.
1: You see, I don't know either. I don't know either, but I—you don't but know what we're talking about. I we sure. Yeah, hold it. up. I best. sure do have an Instagram account for you, and I actually did a—I did a podcast with her. She's episode thirty-two. Okay. Um, her Instagram is this. Ready for this? Yes. <laughs> literally the best
0: i love it yeah i love it i love it
1: yes she's redefining sex education and (laughs) um one of the things that i brought up with her and i'm gonna bring up with you right now and i also brought up with girls room radio on a on a different episode of my podcast is this it's a question should there be an age restriction for sex change operations
0: Interesting, interesting, interesting But, so, wait,
1: here, and, but wait, before you yeah. Analyze it I want to give my opinion okay. I think absolutely yes right. I think that having like A full on sex change Operation, flip flop it, 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 It's funny um, Flip flop, that's from the office Flip like when he gets a vasectomy <laughs> <me>, Flip flop, flip flop <laughs> um, Like what, if getting a sex change operation Is a gigantic decision Like there's a legal thesis. There's a legal theory called capacity. Like the government says you do not have the mental capacity to smoke cigarettes until the age of 21. You do not have the mental capacity to drive until you're 16. So you probably don't have the, you don't have the mental capacity to get a tattoo until you're 18. So like a tattoo is a lot less serious than changing your penis into a vagina. So I think that there should be an age restriction, but, but, there's a big thing that you actually mentioned that needs to be considered, and that is hormone therapy. Yes. So should there be an age restriction for hormone therapy maybe is the real question. I don't know.
0: I I think so. so. I think that is the real question because even, so I did get implants and I got them removed, just like background for why I mentioned this, but there is an age restriction on that kind of cosmetic surgery. What is it? I, I was 17 at the time and I got silicone, You need to legally, for some reason, by the FDA, be 21 to get silicone, not saline, like a certain kind of implant. I don't know what 21 and 17 is different for a kind of material going in your body, but there's an age restriction on that. I got through it with like some medical loops. Don't recommend. Um, But- (laughs) Don't recommend. (laughs) But if, if there's an age restriction for that kind of major surgery, for something cosmetic, not something that was, you know, tugging at my soul and like, you know. So I I think that for major surgeries, absolutely, there should be an age restriction because there is safety involved and there is development involved. But with that being said, I think hormone therapy should be allowed at a younger age because that really affects development and people do know at a young age. I, I fully believe that. I think I knew from a very young age, my sexuality, a lot of people I know knew and, and people know sometimes don't want to embrace it, whatever, but I think, you know, cause you are that way. Like that is who you are. It doesn't like develop. It is who you are. It's whether you want to accept it or not, or you want to be open about it or not. But I think hormone therapy is important to start young if you really, really want it, because it does affect the effectiveness of it. But a major surgery can wait and it should wait for a lot of reasons. And that will always be available. And no matter what age you are, it doesn't affect the outcome but hormone therapy, the age you started at can affect the outcome. And I understand why people want to start younger when you are developing, um, it it makes a difference. So I think surgery can always wait. I, I hope everyone can get the surgery they want, but if you get it at 14 versus 18, it's not going to change the outcome of that surgery. You can wait till 18, be sure, be safe, be healthy and be okay. But hormone therapy I think should be able to start at a younger age. I mean, and the reason why I also say this is I got on birth control at 12 years old they allowed me that's very
1: very early
0: that's extremely young it was for a health reason but they allowed me to put artificial hormones in my body from a young age and it did fuck with my whole life actually i think i'm very messed up from that because i never technically developed my own natural hormones ever so you take birth control you stop developing natural hormones and it's replaced by this artificial hormone and your body doesn't produce as much um so they allowed me to develop through puberty on an artificial hormone so what's the difference like And that was a, that's a normal thing to do for girls who have like ovarian cysts and other period issues um, or uterus issues, very common. It's actually the only treatment, like it's totally normal. So why, what's the difference, you know, and um, it does affect how you develop. So I think if we can be on birth control at 12 and affect our hormones and control them, I think that people who need or want hormones or testosterone should be able to have access to it in the same way.
1: Well, well, hold on a second. Like, if we're saying that having birth control at 12 is too young, then, like, we can't really use that as an excuse to have, like, hormone therapy it, young.
0: It's So it's fair to say that, but the reason why I'm mentioning it is, like, I mentally and physically and emotionally did not want birth control. I was forced on it. Okay. As I was told there was no other option. And I do wonder – but it's not the thing. It's like I – I'm not talking about me transitioning right i wanted my natural body to be my natural body as it was developing right so i would have liked to see my natural body develop without artificial hormones other people who are transitioning don't want that they want their body to develop in the correct way which is the other gender right so it's, it's different like i didn't want it to develop any different way i want to develop how i was meant to develop with this body because i feel like i'm in the right body so, for me, it was a different scenario. So, I'm not the same as a transgender person who wants hormones. I did want hormones,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but I took them. So, it, it, it's like it, I would say it's like being transgender and not wanting hormones or wanting hormones and not getting them. You're not getting what you wanted. Like, I wish I developed without them. They wish they developed with them. I was put on something I didn't oh,
1: want. Oh, okay. So, I get okay. what you were saying. I see, I- okay. Off. Yeah, no, I, I do see what you're saying. See, it, the all of the gender stuff, it, it can be very um squirrely and, and, and yeah. like there, there's just so many questions that need to be answered with all and of And it's
0: this stuff. fine to ask. It's fine to ask. Totally. Like, I think you know, like, you how could you know something you're not personally experienced? Like, you can't know. You can't know everything, you know? So, it, I think it's really fine to ask and be curious. I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, I think the only thing is like, you can't assume. And so I don't want to assume anything, but from my personal experience, I can understand like wanting or not wanting hormones and how young they're willing to put girls on birth control. I, I don't see Like, so I'm talking more also about gov- government restrictions. If they are like, hell no, we won't allow someone to get on hormones at a young age, then that's like a prejudice against trans. That's not a scientific reason because you're letting other young girls go on birth control, but you're not letting um, male transitioning to f- uh, female individuals go on. That's
1: an, that, that is an extremely good point. That, so that, 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 that's that, that is an incredibly good point. And, yeah. I, and I like that a lot. Um, yeah. Wow. I feel like we've covered so much during this podcast. <laughs> across right.
0: the world. Across,
1: <laughs> across we, we have yeah. covered everything in this podcast. Yeah, we really We're, did. Literally <laughs> incredible. This
0: is yeah. about art and stuff, but like everything. <laughs> yeah.
1: So fucking awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, wait, I, I want to go back to you though. Like, like, because I want to go, I want to get to where you are now. Yeah.
0: I think that's a good, you know what? I honestly love how this conversation went so much. Like I'm going to come to Tampa and hang out with you because I think you're freaking dope.
1: You totally have a place to stay. I am on my
0: way. Um, but I love how this conversation went because I do think all of this does make sense for where I ended up because I did go through all these motions of thought and process and Wait, so,
1: so let's, let's, let's talk for a second yeah Uh, let's talk for a second we've been talking for a fucking hour and 45 minutes (laughs) let's talk for a second um so uh god i kind of want to change my camera angle uh whatever do it i dare you what i dare you do it all right do it
0: go what's stopping you
1: i just want
0: to like think up if you're watching this you have to take a shot of something
1: what'd you wait hold on what'd you
0: say i'm talking to your listeners and your viewers
1: Oh, uh, now I'm too far out. Hold
0: on. <laughs> Can you believe he went to law school but he can't work a camera?
1: It's crazy. God, I taught myself all this shit, so I hold on i second.
0: I'm gonna get my cat while he's doing this.
1: There we go. Here wait. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. So, a little break, okay?
0: Okay, I was gonna get my cat anyways. Great. This is (laughs) hollow. Okay, bye.
2: Awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hi to the viewers. If Levi ever looks at this, um, I am pansexual. You could say bisexual. For people who don't know what pansexual is, it's not the same thing. But are you talking enough. to yourself? Yes, I was leaving a memoir. <laughs> it's a little diary. I was gonna say I was explaining my sexuality, and because I was. Like leading up to a story just now. Cause my brother is watching, I guess, um, women's basketball and he's like, Lee, do you wanna watch this? It's girls. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah.
1: Here, wait, uh, oh, never mind. Okay, yeah. So please continue. Um what I missed.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> no it's just it's just my brother being funny that like if I'd want to watch a sport because there's females in it because I like females. So it was very cute of him to ask, but no, I don't I still don't like sports. Thank you,
1: Mr. Um Mr. Stol stol how you say your last name? Stolars. Stolars. Stolars, okay
0: it's polish
1: ah i used to own a pair of clogs <laughs> it's
0: not i don't think it's polish i think it's like swedish no i don't know
1: i'm pretty sure clogs are polish i like,
0: don't know if I'm because
1: well, well then what's polka music what's polka music it, okay. that's got to be polish
0: it it sounds like it but watch it's not i'm going to do research after this man. well no
1: we can do we can it look right up, now? we can look it up right now I'm gonna Here, look what
0: up, what? you look up polka music i'm gonna look
1: up clogs Polka music. Okay, I'm gonna. Oh, oh, it's Czech. Wait, but I'm gonna look up polka music shoes. Dutch clogs are Dutch. Oh, clogs are Dutch, and Dutch is Swedish. You're completely correct, aren't you?
0: I am. I'm really smart sometimes. Wait, are sometimes. you
1: on? Are you on TikTok? Yes. You're so valid right now. <laughs>
0: that fucking face too. <laughs> I can't do it. I tried to get on FaceTime with my friend for like 10 minutes. She's like, what are you doing? See,
1: I, I, have, um, I have a 17-year-old brother, so I can do it. it, it I'm I, the
0: 17-year-old brother in this case. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just post that. give of that for like 10. That's the whole
1: pod. <laughs> yeah. She's so valid. So
0: valid. Yeah. So, valid. Um, so what I was saying before... I'm actually going to go back real quick to my dream person.
1: Yeah, what what, like, what dream person lives rent-free in your head?
0: Um, <laughs> That's a TikTok thing. Yeah, literally. Um,
1: <laughs> Tell so me I, your dream person without telling me who your dream person oh is. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> I'll just show pictures. Um, so when I say, like, the feminine feminism thing, it's like I want someone who is willing to learn and be open to information and views of other people. That's kind of where that comes in play. Is like, you're accepting – to views of other experiences other than your own um even if you don't agree with it because you're not experiencing it you're you're open to listening to it and like trying to understand from their perspective right um i think that's really really important in a relationship so i need someone who is um open in that way i don't want to say woke but a little bit um and the, these people usually would be like raised really well to
1: I, know, I think saying personal. woke is fine
0: yeah, like, you know, like, I don't want that toxic masculinity if you're a man. Like, I absolutely have no patience for that. I am so beyond that. Um, I want someone who's creative. And, you know, it's really just about being accepting and creative. That's literally it. Man or woman or, I mean, man or woman or non-binary. Because I'm pansexual. So, like, I don't care. Um, I just like you for you. Um okay. uh, <laughs> Just
1: be yourself.
0: Be yourself and accept <laughs> others for being themselves. And make sure you're valid. Them. I'll
2: fuck
0: you up if you do that. Um, So that's it. But so like what I was saying before was, I feel like this whole conversation actually makes sense for ending up where I am now because I have seen so much growth. um, Yes. So, so
1: let's stick with that. Hold on. Yeah. New York. Fuck that stupid advertising agency, but you stay there for a little bit after like what happens after that advertising agency?
0: I mean, I left as soon as I quit. Um, I made it work where my two weeks ended the day I like moved home to Boca, and that's because I wanted a beautiful, clean start when I got home.
1: And how um, long have you been in Boca for?
0: About two months.
1: About two months. Um, oh, 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 oh! So this has been super recent.
0: Really fresh. Oh yeah, shit! It's really fresh. Okay. It's it. You know, it's the first time since. Like high school that I don't like work for somebody else. Which is- You know,
1: you and I are very flip flop right now. Yeah. Right after I uh, graduated from Florida State, I moved home to go to law school, and then I passed the bar this past November, and I'm and I moved up here in January. Yeah, so, like,
0: that's amazing. Yeah,
1: you and I are both in brand new situations right now.
0: Absolutely, and that's the thing is I you know, I kept not going home on purpose. I kept not like taking that because it's like, I need to get out of my house. I need to like work. I need to like, I need to do anything I can, but go home. It was like an ego thing. Like, I don't want to go home. Like I want to be able to live on my own. And you know, I'm, I can't say I regret it. Cause I ended up where I did, but like I should have gone home at some point, maybe if I needed to, to focus on myself instead of like trying to force myself to survive in cities that I couldn't afford, you know, like, and I think I was doing that for a while because of ego. Um, So I, I wish I came home after college and just like relaxed for a second and worked my way up to it versus just jumping in but Mm. I jump into things what I am um but now I've realized you know I love New York I love the people that is absolutely my home and I want to be there but it's not worth being there at the expense of my progress as an artist and that's kind of what was happening is I had to work so much to pay the bills to be there I had no time to actually progress in the right ways so it's like I was suffering like financially mentally emotionally just to be in that city. And I love that city, but that's not, that, that was the point then. like, you're not, you know, you're not growing in any other way. Um, so I came home and it's a lot better because obviously I'm still doing my creative stuff, which I didn't have time for before, but I'm also like working out and like, I got a cat and I have like time for other things. Cause I'm like, nice, you know, like I working have- out
1: and have- having a cat are two of the essential huge,
0: things. Huge progress in totally. my life. Honestly, really big. And so it's like, it's important to like figure out what you need to progress and I needed like for my mental health like more balance and I needed not put my creative energy into bullshit work I didn't believe in I needed to save it kind of for myself so like if I do any jobs that are paid now it's gonna be like bartending or something that takes no creative energy away from me so I save all that selfishly for the art that I want to produce good
1: being selfish is good
0: It is really good. You got to do it. Cause you know what? Everyone else is selfish and no one's looking out for you and you can have friends and that's cool, but still look out for yourself at the end of the day. It's fine. Don't be a dick, but look out for yourself. Yes. But don't be a dick. There's a difference. I,
1: I love that. And I can't think of a better way to end this podcast. This has been yeah. fucking awesome.
0: This has been great. I love it.
1: Yes. Uh, thank you so I'm much for happen. coming on the pod. This has been cool. <laughs> Where can people find you?
0: Um, they can find me on Instagram and Twitter. At Bruce Lee, B R U C B R U C E L E I G H underscore because it's taken otherwise, and then on TikTok as Brucey, but it's B R U period C I E. Person, I was trying to hide. I didn't want people to find me for a while, but I'm on there now. So come and find me. Follow me. I post some weird stuff. It's fun.
1: Amazing. This has been super cool. Thank you so much for listening to the Graham Radio podcast. Uh, follow Graham radio follow at omc.tv follow at one music collective i love you peace that was fucking awesome
0: that was so fun yeah that was great great.
1: seriously great pod for real
0: I'm definitely that gonna come great. visit you. I've never been to Tampa. I feel like we'd have a fun time.
1: For sure,
0: I need to come see what Tampa's about. Yeah, great conversation. I mean, yes. I knew from college you were like great because like I'd obviously come over because of Austin all the time. But like you were just a nice person all the time. You were just easy to get along with, like just chill. Like, totally.
1: Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm actually trying to um, I'm trying to like set up this cool event that's. Uh, I'm trying to set up like a cool event for uh, that that might happen in like a couple of months. I'll hit you up around that time. Yeah, for sure. And, but but either way, you have a place to stay like <laughs> Tampa, whenever you want. Um, and yo, for real, like I have been wanting you to come on the podcast for a long time, and I'm really happy that this happened. Like I hope this?
0: I lived up to your expectations.
1: Oh, totally. Yo, we did like fucking almost two hours, so that was I know, great. dude. I my,
0: my, my, I told my brother what I was doing today, and I walked out, um, to the bathroom, and you did, and I came back. And I was telling him I was like, "Oh, I'm still in like the call." He's like, "Still?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah. If time just flew. Have fun fucking editing that. That's gonna be fucking awful to edit. No, I'm we, not gonna.
1: Edit, I'm not gonna edit shit. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna edit like, um, it's like I yeah. You know, early early on you said like, bitch. And you were like, oh, bleep that out? I'm, you don't care if I don't bleep that out, right? I don't
0: like, give a shit. It was for you.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm not going to bleep yeah. shit out. I
0: don't give a um, shit.
1: And I'm going to, like, technically right now we're still recording. I'm going to cut this I out. Know. And then I'm going to make, like, a little, like, this is going to be out in about four hours. Because, like, nice. all, like, all of my podcasts that I do the previous week come out on on Monday. And since this is a Sunday podcast, I'm just going to, like, do this really quick. But, yeah, like. The editing of this consists of like just making an intro, yeah and, yeah, and that and that's about it. and then like I'll like it, once it's on YouTube, I'll like screen record shit and like make cool like like because you I think you follow Gram radio, like yeah, um it, like it, all of the shit that I post is just like screen recorded from YouTube, and then I make a cool right. caption from it. And put up like hashtags. So yeah, like I'm not gonna edit this that much.
0: Okay, good. That's great then, because I was like, that's a lot of content. If you needed to shorten it down, I know some podcasts are like, I always want a certain time limit, and that's hard. That's really I don't different. play that
1: game. I don't play <laughs> that game. Nah, nah nah, <laughs> right? nah, nah. Let it flow. Yeah, exactly. Like this was yeah. such a, this was so this was such a flowy conversation. Like,
0: it just like went like naturally. So yeah, totally. I love to that.
1: It. Yeah. It, it was it was sweet. Um, cool. Well, yeah. With that being said, I do have to do this shit now. I have to make an intro yeah. for this podcast. Hey, yeah, wait, wait, fuck sure. it. Yo, yo, you want to just make the intro right now? Me and you? Cause we're yeah, so Okay. How are we doing this? Um, let me think. Cause I'm not, I've never made an intro with the guest.
2: Oh yeah.
1: Here, just follow my lead. Okay. Okay. All
0: right.
1: Hello. It is. Oh wait, hold on. Um, <laughs> you already fucked up. It is Monday, April 5th. Nah, fuck. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Hello. W- it's Sunday because
0: it's Easter Sunday. We mentioned it too many times.
1: Okay. Yeah, it is Easter Sunday. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um, it is Easter Sunday. Or wait, it is Easter Monday. It's the Monday after Easter. <laughs> and I'm here <laughs> with Lee. And we're recording this intro together. This is exciting. Welcome to the Gram Radio Podcast. Today, we have Lee Stolars. Which is how. It also
0: goes by Bruce Lee or Bruce on yes. social media.
1: And we just recorded an incredible podcast. Enjoy the show. Make sure that you follow her on all her social media accounts at, Bru- at Bruce Lee, which is cool, like L E I G H. Um, follow at Graham Radio. Follow at One Music Collective at OMC.TV. I have a lot of other great podcasts that dropped. Um, Bush League. The push, oh, the Bush League podcast is wild. A lot of cool stories about, like, um, underground house music shows in Toronto. Uh, put the push a podcast dropped. And, I, oh, and the, Jew, the Juju podcast dropped. Uh, yes. With me <laughs> and Ju, it's, the, Juju is actually this uh, comedian in New York who um, we did a 100-day challenge. Every day for the last 100 days, we did five minutes of planking and 100 push-ups. Okay. Like, we God. finished it We finished it on April 1st, 100 days in a row.
0: That's amazing. That is really right. amazing.
1: It was awesome. So, but most importantly, listen to this podcast. Me and Bruce Lee, enjoy the show. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. Love I just that. Yay. All right. This was awesome. I'll talk to you later. Peace. Bye. Bye.